what it is! How's it going, everybody? Today, we're going to be talking about expectations for 2023. And we want to wish you a happy new year. Hope you had a great time. Hope you kissed plenty of people or kissed at least one person. Or however you're kissing. The point is, grab that person, sit them down, and listen in as we talk about things we didn't like last year, things we did like last year, and of course, things we're looking forward to this year. And we have a returning special guest as well. You can find out who that is when you sit back, relax, grab a snack, grab a beverage, and listen on in to the first ones to die. You are now listening to the first ones to die. First ones to die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first ones to die. It is 2023. Woo! Woo! Yeah! <laughs> and it is our first show of the year, and it is our annual tradition. We've done this. This is our third year in a row doing it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Third time? Wow, that's that's kind of amazing. Um, it is our expectations uh, for 2023 episode. We have our two regular co-hosts, Jerome and Alex, along with me, Jonathan. How y'all doing, Jerome, Alex? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, I almost got bit by my sister's dog today. Oh. Was it was fine. She gave me a little bruise. I broke up a doggy fight. But they don't actually, like, attack each other. They just kind of growl and, like, snap their teeth. But it was all fine. Uh, but that's been the excitement of my week. So <laughs> how are you, Jerome? How are you doing? Well, chilling, doing good, uh, getting ready for all these shows coming out and stuff in 2023. Um, I'm excited, man. So I'm good and uh, glad to finally get a break. I've been busy all December. <laughs> so January is where I finally get to rest, hopefully. <laughs> nice. It's when I will hibernate and sleep. We love it. And of course, you know her, you love her. We have our returning special guest for these episodes, a staple now for our expectations episode. Yeah, the unofficial fourth member of the podcast. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It is Jasmine. Jasmine, how are you doing? I'm doing well, and I'm so excited to be back. Always love seeing y'all. We love having you on here. We do. It's also nice to have another woman with me. I was about to say. And it helps. Come on. <laughs> um, well, uh, it is uh, it is our expectations episode, like I mentioned. Um, Jerome, I feel like I feel like this episode is always like your bread and butter. Um, do you, uh, how do we want to, we didn't talk beforehand about well, this, but do we want to, we want to take a look back first before we want to, well, we always, yeah, we always take forward. a look back and, and, uh, for those who don't know, if you're new to the podcast, you know, we got new viewership going on or something, uh, what we always do in our expectations episodes, we just basically take this to be both a look backwards at the things we enjoyed or didn't enjoy so much in uh 2022 or you know the previous year you know when we do this next year or and then we uh take a moment to acknowledge the things we are looking forward to going into the new year for whatever reason remember in 2020 when i said i was looking forward to malcolm and marie (laughs) (laughs) 
And now it's haunted you ever since that movie came out. (laughs) That great went so far. Like the bar is on the floor for that movie now. (laughs) It was like, it's an A. And now it's like, it's just down there. (laughs) Or was that 2021? I think that was 20. No, that was 2020. Well, it was the 2021 expectations episode. Yeah. 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 Because it was filmed mm-hmm. during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was one of the first releases from movies that had been filmed during the pandemic with like um, a smaller crew member and cast. And a they lot like of people commented. And stuff. Yeah. How you could tell where you could tell it was a limited crew members working on this because there was a lot more focal points than there were like angle po- angles. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's all loca- in one location too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, going to this new year, I guess I guess I could go first. Um, I do have a couple, a good chunk here, but I'm only going to go through the ones that really stuck into my mind. We're going to do the ones that met my expectations, uh, met our expectations starting out. So, firstly, um, you know what? I'm going to start with the one that is that was the biggest surprise for me because I didn't expect it to be good. Smile, <laughs> the horror movie. I was. Legit, you want to talk about legit? Because my girlfriend was the one who was like, I want to really see Smile. And I was not planning on seeing it. I was just like, because to me, it looked like Truth or Dare. And you know why? Because Truth or Dare did that smile thing too. But Truth or Dare, it was CG. So it looked dumb. In Smile, people actually smile, which the girl who's all over the promotional material, she's the perfect person. I don't know where they found her, but she, like, her smile is creepy. She has the creepiest smile. But that movie is so good. It was thoroughly suspenseful. It was, um, it just did a great job with the pacing and the tension. And it's like, I still have nightmares of the way that movie ends when you get to see like the creature and you're just like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> so I, I love Smile. I, I don't know if anybody else saw it. I did. I, and I liked it a lot as well. I got bored. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I really did want to like it because a lot of people really liked it. And I watched it and I was just kind of like, oh, OK. <laughs> but it's, I, I did enjoy the creepy smiles. They were done. And I think it's because people mm-hmm. it's creepy when you smile with all your teeth. And that's what those people were doing. Mm, when you yeah. use all your teeth, <laughs> it's so creepy. So and I like, like the concept, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a really good concept. And I th- I feel like they left it open for a sequel as well. They mm-hmm. did for sure. I, I did you hear about the promotional material for this movie? Mm-hmm. The girl at the baseball game. Yeah, yeah, they had a girl at the baseball game go and just stand up smiling in the thing. I I think it's just so funny. Security had to come and tell her to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like. Did they not talk to the bit to the uh, or maybe it's that they did, but then it's just like, look, you're creeping out the other guest. OK, I'm sorry. Like <laughs> it could have been like it. maybe there was a fan doing it and they realized, oh, this is actually really good. And they were just like, can we use this? Maybe somebody <laughs> was just being creepy. No, they had an actual smile T-shirt and everything like in promotion for the movie. Oh, OK, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah, I really, I really, really like a jump scare, actually. Like, I know that people are really over that in horror films, but like, I don't scare very easily, but it always, you know, stuff pops out. I'm definitely jumping. I didn't really like the ending. I feel like a lot of these horror films are falling apart in the third act, but that's a story for a different time. I didn't like the 
like I like I will amend my state. I didn't like the way it ended because it was super predictable. But I did like the like action, if that makes sense. Like I loved when I got to see the creature and how it revealed itself and stuff. I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. But I will agree, the ending is definitely the weakest part of the movie. <laughs> Not because it's yeah. it's just because it's like. I'm like, oh my god, that's the most like for a movie that's been filled with surprises so far. It's weird that you ended the movie in the most like normal way possible that every horror movie does, in mm. a way. Um, I feel like a lot of horror films lately have been trying to do the the last survivor thing and then take it out from you from under the rug, like take the rug out from you, where it's like, oh look, you have hope, she will survive, and then they you know kill him off in the end. But I'm like, oh. That would have been cool, but like every horror film the past like year or so has been doing that same thing where they have the moment where the last survivor is going to live and then they just kind of kill well, a lot of horror movies side. did that because like Final Destination was the one that kind of like made that Final like, Destination the first one. Yeah. Because but yeah. it's like every Final Destination after a while, like every ending was like, yeah, that person that saw the premonition, they died too at the end. The end. <laughs> yeah. Final well, Final Destination, I mean, they had a movie which I rewatched, I think it was Final Destination like 5, where they wrapped up everything and it led right back to that airplane. Yeah, um, I thought that was cool, where they kind of I did. It all yeah, that it, was like, yeah. it went all the way I back like, and it's like, oh, it's a new run. It's like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. Because the only, thing, have, yeah. the only thing I thought was dumb about Final Destination was the, them keeping the title. <laughs> because Final Destination is in reference to the fact that they were on a plane in the first one. So it's like, hey, you're at your final destination that's terminology they use at airports but they kept the title but then it's like okay y'all like but then they're not leaving (laughs) and for a while it was like okay well at least you know the second one they're on the highway so okay maybe they're not on a plane but eventually their final destination is wherever they're going but then the third one they're on a roller coaster they're not leaving anywhere. Nobody <laughs> like I don't, nobody likes talking about the third one because they did this weird like oh you can see the signs in photography, like it was photos that told you how people. Oh were yeah, die. told them how they were going to die. No, it wasn't even premonitions. It was like a weird feeling. And look at the well, photos. Then, well, then it's like Final Destination Four. They're at a NASCAR track. I'm like, there is no final destination. Y'all are at the destination right now. There is a final destination for the cars, though. I, I guess that's true. When they cross the finish line. <laughs> that's true. You got to You just got to You got to just think about it. It's just hidden, hidden meanings. There you go. Uh, so that was, uh, so that smile. Also got a shout out because uh, he's done such a great job and I can't wait to see what he works on next. Atlanta season four. Killing mm-hmm. it. Kill it. Perfect ending for that show. I am so happy that that was that the show ended strong just as it started strong um i just love atlanta so much i'm gonna miss it i'm sad the show's over because <laughs> it was such a good season um but now that's all out if you haven't seen atlanta go to hulu watch all of atlanta i promise you you will not be disappointed it's just such a good show and i have a confession just- y'all that was that was actually going to be one of mine for like my favorites of the year but I think I've been telling you guys, I've been meaning to watch Atlanta for like, what, when did it first come out? 2016? Like, I think so. I think 2016, 2017. Well, okay. Well, yeah. I started it for the first time, I think the first week of December this year. Like I'd never seen it. 
Um, Are you I think I watched me? it in four days. <laughs> it's been a very long time since I've. I'm been just kidding. I've, I've 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 not seen an episode. Wonder have I actually? Hey! Hey, we also got Alistair on the on the podcast as well, at least in person. <laughs> I'll make this cameo. <laughs> yes, but uh, it was fantastic. Yeah, ten out of ten. Yeah, I need I've to start watching clips from that show. Yeah, I have to start. Uh, watching it. It's so good. It's so funny. I, I just think, I although, hear everyone talk about the. Um, I think it's in the first season. The uh, the scary episode. The Mister. Uh, what's his oh, name? Oh, that's Mr. in Perkins? the second season. Yeah. Um, Tommy Rod- Perkins. Something Tommy. like that. I f- I forget his name, but it is. Yeah, it's very creepy. <laughs> It's a very creepy mm-hmm. episode. Like, that's the thing is like Atlanta's like it's it's a mix of so many different jobs. A lot of people compare it to Twin Peaks. And I, I can see mm. that for sure. It's definitely funnier than Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's great. It's a great show. I think I think the humor though really lands if you know black culture. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of jokes that will go right over your head if you know nothing about the black community or black culture at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still good though. I still recommend it to anybody wanting to watch like a what I would consider like a modern funny sitcom is Atlanta. Uh, what else is here? Um, only because uh, more people need to watch this movie. Uh, the Menu. Oh, I've been trying to, to see it. that. I, 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 I think I might watch it this weekend. Uh, so good. So good. <laughs> so I don't think the ending's strong. Um, personally, I, I get it thematically and it makes sense thematically, but I think it could have been a stronger ending. But overall, pretty solid movie. Everyone acting, great job. The premise is good. The comedy lands. It's such a it's a very neat dark comedy about foodie culture, which is a culture I'm not involved in at all. So it was neat to just kind of just sit back and just watch something. Um, but it's just great satire. Can't recommend it enough. This is what Bodies, Bodies, Bodies should have been as far as the satire level. <laughs> I don't know. Bodies, Bodies was, was like... It was, I mean, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies was pretty good satire, but the menu just took it to honestly, the Honestly, I life. forgot about that movie and I should have put it on my list. I, I, I thought it was going to be on your list. I listened to that episode, could not believe the amount of slander. <laughs> no, I liked it. Could not right? believe no, it. Like, no, you did. Yeah. I remember. I was. I was like, taste, taste. <laughs> Thank you. You get it. Somebody who gets it. Make her a permanent seat, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. The majority of it. I, I yeah. I I admittedly I I thought it was okay. I'm not gonna read nigga <laughs> my, my statements. <laughs> I thought it was okay, but I didn't think it was bad either. Um, I just what I was just making jokes, but yeah, I'll, although Bodies by Bodies is not on my Met list, <laughs> so <laughs> you know what is on my Met list, which is also a pleasant surprise Bullet Train. I love yes. that movie so much. <laughs> I've watched it now like three times since it came, since I watched it in theaters. I love that film to death. It's just, I love movies like that with like the ensemble cast, the constant characters. The colors, like the the cinematography, there's a lot of ridiculous stuff in it. But you know what? That's okay. A lot of times I just want to watch a movie that's a cartoon. <laughs> and that's that's what Bullet Train is. At it times. does feel cartoonish, yeah. Uh, I'll give it a shot, but like 
I feel like when I saw the previews, like y'all didn't feel like it looked like a Pepsi commercial. No, although I didn't think it was real for the either. longest time until I saw it. And I was like, but you know what it is? It's like, it, it just doesn't take itself as seriously as far as the promotional material. They were like, we're not going to take it extremely seriously. This is a fun action movie. Come check it out. And uh, I will once again say, if you like smoking aces, you will love Bullet Train because it's just smoking aces on a train. <laughs> I will say I didn't expect to like it at all because when I'm not actually a big fan of like Brad Pitt in general, but like this movie was actually really well done. I enjoyed it a lot. And yeah, it is quite colorful and bright. Um, but it's just a sense of like there's so many moving parts to this film that every time another piece is added, you're like, oh, that makes sense. It fits. They all fit well together. Nothing feels like it's clumped together. It's different parts and uh, so many different parts, but nothing feels like it's been lumped together. It all has its place and it ends up being like really well done. Mm-hmm. I still say they did yeah. Bad Bunny dirty in that film. <laughs> did him so dirty in that movie. I mean, at least he got more screen time than Zazie Beats did. <laughs> yeah, but they took him out the way they took him out. That's not right. <laughs> We're getting spoilers. Right. I'm trying really hard to not Yeah, I mean, that's a little bit of a spoiler. That's technically is a spoiler. You just watch the trailer. He dies. That's what I just heard. He dies. (laughs) I said they took him out. Maybe they walked him off the train. Oh, good Lord. There's no way. You think we are imbeciles. (laughs) Off the bullet train. Yeah, that's (laughs) how he gets taken out. He gets no, she means he gets taken out on a date. You know, him and Brad Pitt had just great chemistry, and they're just like, you know what? Let's do this. They would have ugly children. Uh, what's your next movie? Uh, they have ugly children. <laughs> I feel like those are two very attractive men. I feel like their babies wouldn't look pretty attractive. Attractive people when they tend to have children tend to, they t- their children tend to be ugly. Uh, really? I don't know about that. As a, I've like, seen it more. Rule. I've it's seen it more times than not. That's not a rule. <laughs> I've seen it more times than not. Sadly. Uh, next, baby Johnson. is very cute. Next, huh? Jonathan. Who? Rihanna's baby. Oh yeah, that cute. baby is cute. That baby is cute. Mm. Not much. Uh, this uh, Jonathan, you'll love this one. I had to put this on the list mainly because it holds a special place in my heart, both uh, for our podcast in general, but also just because I actually enjoyed the show, and is of course the legendary Netflix show, The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize that came out this year. Wow. It did. Mm-hmm. And we and because of it, we now have one of the best highlights of the entire podcast history, a.k.a. for those who don't know, male dog nipples, uh, hashtag male dog nipples. <laughs> Put that in the chat. I blocked that out. <laughs> I got that yelled at me like four times on that podcast, <laughs> each by both of you. <laughs> and you wonder, that- I get so excited when there's another woman on the podcast with Speaking me. Of- <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. cameo on the podcast. Everyone's getting came you. over right when you said that. <laughs> yeah. He was like, yeah, that's right. Represent. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the show itself, though, was actually pretty solid. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a pleasant surprise because I did not plan on watching it. I didn't even know it existed until he did it for the podcast. But it was a lot of fun. Kristen Bell. It's fantastic. Also, I want to know who her trainer is. She is out here fit. She's got like the six pack abs, everything. Uh, but it's just like all the jokes are great. I love the satire of those like lifetime movies mm-hmm. <laughs> that are that have yeah. that exact same plot. So I was just like, 
up my alley. Um, and I'll do I'll do one more, and then I'll just do honorable mentions just to go by real quick. The last one I'll mention by like actual name, the Sandman. Love the Sandman. Yeah, um, Neil Gaiman's Sandman, more specifically, also on Netflix. It was so good and accurate. It is damn near you accurate. Can the put only it up to the comic, and it's actually like scene by scene. They it's one amazingly, for one. It's like a frame by frame almost. The only part that's not accurate is because it doesn't take place in the DC universe. So certain characters like John Constantine doesn't uh, appear, and the um, the Doll's House story is slightly changed because they couldn't use the Golden Age Sandman from the DC comics uh, for that story, like they do in the comics. But other than that, the the story is balls on accurate of the comic and even the changes they made are respectful changes that still get the story across. So it's really solid. And I love the, uh, the changes of representation too. Cause like the Corinthian gets a lot more and he's gay. It's never a thing that's weird. It's just, he's gay, whatever, which I was like, I, I don't think I remember hearing any complaints about that, but I know that the Corinthian in the comic, well, the Corinthian in the comic doesn't have any sexuality. We don't see him like, with anybody so i was like okay cool that's not a bad change and it adds more character to the character i think in a way so if you haven't seen it watch the sandman especially because it's sad because canceled now so there will be no more sandman unfortunately wait they canceled it uh, already i believe mm-hmm. that it's too good of a show I, I think it just didn't get the viewership they thought it was going to which is sad because i was like it's so good it's so good um so yeah, so those are my a few of my honorable mentions, uh, just to burn through them. Uh, Woman King, fantastic. Love that mm-hmm. film. Um, the Batman, best Batman movie in a long time. Loved Robert Pattinson as Batman. Glass Onion was fantastic. Glad I got to see it in theaters Thanksgiving weekend. So good. Uh, House of the Dragon, bringing back Game of Thrones, restoring the faith. <laughs> uh and uh, last one I'll mention, Andor. Oh, and Miss Marvel. Because, uh, you know, it's nice to see a Muslim-American woman, well, teenager, but still, Muslim-American characters get representation in the superhero sphere. So good on you, Miss Marvel, for doing that. Our special guest, Jasmine. Me next? Would you like okay. to go next? Yes. Sure. What did you, what did you consume in 2022? Or, yeah, 2022. Uh, that you liked yeah let me pull up my my list (laughs) we're doing only the positives right now right Mm -hmm. okay i'll save my comments (laughs) (laughs) um i think my favorite movie was probably everything everywhere all at once yes i totally forgot about that one that was solid it's so good yes i am hoping it gets all of the awards mm-hmm. with our very important mm-hmm. award seasons coming up. At the very least, Michelle Yeoh should get nominated and win. <laughs> I hope so. Absolutely. Give her her flowers. Like, it, oh my gosh. I didn't really know anything about it. Um, I just saw that it got really, really good reviews. And I was like, all right, I'll go. And we've been kind of, I think, bombarded with like multiverse stuff. So I do think that part of me, I, I don't, I wouldn't say I was like hesitant, but I was like, yeah, like I'll probably like it. And I was like, oh my God, 
this is amazing. This is incredible. Mm-hmm. Cried so many tears. Yes. Why am it I crying got- tears at a rock? It didn't get me the first time, but like the second time, because I had a couple friends that hadn't seen it. So I was like, I will take you. Let's go. So I saw it three times in theaters. And on that first time, I was pretty okay. But then the second and third, it uh, almost teared up every time in the, at the end. Man. I was just like, oh, so sad. Yeah, I like that you mentioned great. the rock scene because that really did get me. Like, it made me laugh. It made so me laugh. I was like, I shouldn't feel a twinge of my heart so like hard at these rocks when it starts to just like wiggle towards her. I was like, ugh, okay. All it was right. good. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Loved the costumes a mm-hmm. lot. Of oh, gosh, what is the villain's name? Uh, oh, uh, Jobu Tabaki, the daughter. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think that's their villain name, but I forget what her normal name is. Like her acting, her, her, um, her like real name in real life is Stephanie something. I don't. She was awesome. She yeah. was really good. They, her on, on, um, online a couple weeks ago, her, or maybe it's been like a month ago or whatever. Recently, her audition tape uh, went like viral online. Maybe maybe it was just Ooh. in like the actor sphere, but yeah, it, I haven't seen it yet. I saw it was like everybody is what. Yeah, and it's just like this is an audition. This is how you nail an audition, and it was just so good. And it was basically like exactly what she did in the movie. And it's like if you're doing that in the audition, it's like you're. She's a star. Golden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see her in other things. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, we already talked about Atlanta. I will say, have y'all watched the movie Watcher? Oh, no. I was thinking of the Netflix series. Yes, there's the Netflix series The Watcher. And then there is Watcher. I watched it on Shudder. It's kind of a it's a slow burn of a film. Um, it's about this girl who moves to Croatia, I think, somewhere in Europe. And she, so she's like very, very isolated, doesn't speak the language. She moves there with her mans and she's convinced that this guy is watching her from the apartment across the street. Um, She like sees his silhouette and I love a slow burn horror film. Like (laughs) I'm a sucker. I'm going to kind of skip ahead a little bit. So I was not impressed with the movie Men. I had such high hopes for it. I heard rough things about it because I was excited to see it. And then I saw a lot of reviews that were like, ah, it's actually not as interesting as we thought it was going to be. I loved the performances. Incredible. Incredible performances. But I think that it's very difficult for like what I think Watcher nailed so well is that it was a female director. And I think that's like what helped it. I think it's like what men tried to do. Men tried to be like, yeah, like this, like this guy is scary and this woman is scared by this man, but it was directed by a guy. And I just don't Mm -hmm. think he captured that very well. Where watcher, I was like, girl, get out. Why are all these people gaslighting you? You need to leave. Come on, go back to America, go somewhere. Like this man is, this man is scary. Yeah. He's creepy. So I really, really liked that one. Um, I would say that those are my my biggest things. I had a lot of a lot of not favorite 
movies. <laughs> I was going to say bodies, 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 but again, I don't want to deal with the slander right now. So, I mean, have you liked it? With, yeah, you know, like, like, I bodies, bodies, I didn't hate like, it. I, I did like it. I did enjoy it. I thought it was a little yeah, I'm not on gonna, the nose, I'm though. Trash on bodies, 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 but you're like, yeah, I'm excited about bodies, bodies, bodies. We're just going to come behind you like, and also, it's garbage. And let me tell you why. <laughs> That's all right, Jasmine. We'll take them on together. I'll, I'll, I'll mention it for you in my, in my section. <laughs> I really liked it. I thought it was very fun. I saw it in theaters, which I think really added to the experience because everyone else was really into it. Mm-hmm. So that made me really into it. Um, my only pet peeve, and it's not just horror that does this. Like back when I was watching Game of Thrones, they did this way too often. Why is everything dark? I know y'all know light. Yeah, that was my complaint. Why is everything dark? Like, this drives me nuts. Y'all ain't got battery powered lights. It's the modern era. Everyone's but using their even cell phones. like you, we've all seen movies. I think of the two towers, Lord of the Rings. Every time I think about this, that movie, like their battle scene takes place at night. I can see everything clearly. Yeah. So I know yeah, it's possible. True. So you can still make it appear dark in a place. I'm looking at you, Game of Thrones. And there, <laughs> like there be lighting. It's just frustrating. Uh, Why am I looking at this little Darkness. flame sometimes yeah. not even that you're just hearing stuff i'm like i could watch this with my eyes closed i guess what's the point just tell See, me I when i need to close little, my eyes that's how i felt about the batman in certain scenes too where i was like god damn turn uh, on a light <laughs> like it is dark oh, in here but i know one supposed though, to be dark but it's like sometimes it worked to its advantage when he like comes out the shadows but there yes. are times where i was like Okay, I can see Batman. So it's not like you're trying to hide him. Just turn up the saturation a little bit so I can see the rest of the scene. <laughs> yeah, that that scene where he's in full, full Batman, and he's I can't remember what he's doing, but he's walking, and the only light you see is when they're shooting their guns and it's like see, bouncing off cool. of him. Yeah, that yeah, was a great that scene. That was really yeah. that cool. was a that was a good way to do darkness. But if they were shooting and I couldn't see anything, it loses its its effect. Right. I'm getting into things that bother me. I thought Batman was great, though. I agree with you. I think like one of the best Batman films like in a very very long time. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm I'm done for now. I'm done for <laughs> now. I want to hear everyone else's. Alex. Well, right off the bat, for me, it is the Batman because I didn't want. I don't like Batman. I didn't want to go in liking that film. I have a whole thing with Batman. Oh, I ended up fucking loving it. You were forced to like it. It was I, I ended up enjoying it so much. It was far much it was far better than I thought it would be. You're right, there were scenes that was all right. The only complaint I really had was that um fight scene with the strobe lights because of my photosensitivity. Oh, yeah. Uh it's about like halfway through. There's just a fight scene and it's in the club and it's all these strobe lights going off. Strobe lights can trigger a severe migraine for me. So I had to like put my hands in front of my eyes and have Jerome be like, all right, it's over. But the rest of it was pretty good. The dialogue was good. Uh, although right off the bat when he's like, I am the darkness. Yeah. It was like the way it, he, That's I don't know if he said it or the presented it or I don't know, it's but I could not Batman stop laughing. Line. Yeah. But I the am way, the shadows. I am the shadows. I am the shadows. The rest of his dialogue was good, but just that first few sentences was like, you sound ridiculous. I don't know what version of Batman you were trying to emulate. I mean, that is Batman in the comics. He is that theatrical. Is Batman just trying to be Batman? Especially Kevin Conroy Batman. Like, 
that speech is still like uh, if you're a 90s kid that watched cartoons back in the day you know that speech by heart where i am vengeance i am the knight i am batman like that's that's batman <laughs> Uh, another movie that I really love this year that went above my expectations was Nope. Mm-hmm. That movie nope was great. Was so good. Um, just everything. I there was that scene where he's just in the truck as the things flying above him, and it was super funny because I looked at my sister and I was like, Nope, and she's like, Nope, and as right as after we said it, he said it. I was like, Oh yeah, all right, I get. You kind of that moment you feel like you're yeah part of that movie where you're like yeah I get why he's saying everything he's saying. Um, I loved the whole movie was just really good and how everything was structured and the alien when it finally revealed itself was so cool looking and was not an alien that, that was commonly seen. Yeah. Oh, them going up the tube. Yeah. 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 Which was cool. I was a little su- not a little surprised but I was surprised that they showed that. Because usually they'll show like maybe it won't be as house. like as like explicit with it. Like they, yeah, like usually it's like, like, oh, like, you see them like kind of just swallowing, or maybe you see like the scary teeth. But that was like a straight up like mm-hmm. esophagus going, and you were like, oh, that's clearly they're being swallowed. There's no other indication, there's no other path you can really draw too much from that. It's they're being eaten alive, yeah. Um. The sound was great for that film. Mm-hmm. It was. Oh yeah, really good. I yeah. loved when they did the distant screams because it gave you chills. Mm-hmm. Well, because at first something. you don't know what it is, and then once you find out what it is, you're like, oh my god, this only adds more questions. Like, who was the first group he ate, and like all this other stuff. Like, it adds so much mystery to the movie that wasn't there before. It makes you want to watch it again just to catch stuff you didn't catch the first time. Yeah. It's also really creepy to think that when the guy from fries comes and he's staring at the cloud and he's like, Oh, that's been there forever to think that this thing was just kind of posted there watching them. Yeah. For months is really Mm -hmm. creepy. It's like so simple, but it, and even just the fact that the, it's not a spaceship. It's, it's an alien. Right. That I think is it's so creepy for me because I thought for sure when uh, that trailer came out and we actually got to see it. Yeah, I was like, oh, well, that's kind of lame. I was hoping they weren't going to reveal the surprise. And then Jordan Peele came out and was like, for those of you who think we spoiled the movie off the trailer, I'm telling you right now, you don't know what's going on. And I was it's like, Jordan, he knows what he's okay. doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when no, I watched the so movie, I was like, damn, him. he wasn't lying. Like, I really like that took me by surprise. I did not expect uh, that. When I saw that, when he did the cloud thing, it reminded me of uh, Terry Pratchett. And what a line in it is, I think it's the wide, the wide sisters, where he's like, the thing that's trying to make itself look like another thing often looks more like that thing than the original thing does. And that just reminded Mm -hmm. me of that cloud because the cloud was trying so hard to look like another cloud that it did look like a cloud until finally you realize that's not a cloud and it doesn't look like a cloud. It's far mm-hmm. too dense for especially around the other clouds. And he's just, yeah, remember that. The thing that tries to look like another thing will always look more like the thing than the original thing. Um, Glass Onion was another favorite that I didn't yeah. expect to love as much as I just actually watched it today. With so my I haven't sister. seen it. Oh, man. I've been meaning to. I've been meaning to. Yeah, I almost to. accidentally spoiled who it was for my girlfriend. And uh, luckily, you I would. Her off. 
no, no, no. Oh. In that I, I, I gendered the person. And so she's like, oh, so it's this gender. Got it. And I was like, oh, shoot. Well, <laughs> there's still plenty of, you know, surprise. Well, well, you don't, I won't even say nothing. Don't start. You're, 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 uh, what you think going in is not what it seems to be. And but this one is also so much fun because just like when Knives Out, you know, this time no, going into the film, you know there are clues stacked everywhere. So you get a little more fun watching into the film because you're like, the clues are there. I have to just figure it out. They're, they're somewhere. So you're watching this movie with this like new uh, new filter on because you know that the clues are there and that you can spot them. Mm-hmm. The answer is given to you ahead of time. But you still have to like follow along. And then there's a lot of times me and my sister were like playing this game and be like, oh, it has to be this person because of this reason. And she's like, that's a good point. But I'm like, but it doesn't make sense because they would know this secret, wouldn't they? She's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So it was not only a good movie, but it was like fun to play along with. And Daniel Craig, his uh, Bonnet Blanc is just the Benoit most fun Blanc. character. Yes. Benoit Blanc. His character is just so much fucking fun and mm-hmm. elaborate. That and accent. I, yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. In, not, in the first Knives Out, I was kind of like, Daniel Craig, is that the best you could do? He was was trying something in the first movie. This one, he's perfected it. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this one was like um, pure, like, Easter. Especially just those. when he. T- <laughs> that one line where you're like Halle Berry I was just like oh, Halle Berry more, more people need to say that woman's name <laughs> as like a re- as a response to being shocked <laughs> like Halle Berry <laughs> Jesus Christ no but yeah it was such a good movie and um, I also uh, recently watched Violent Nights um, oh, I wanted to see that too I want to see that it is surprisingly good I was not prepared to like it as much as I did and um david harbour totally fits the song of big boys by the way <laughs> just saying <laughs> oh man you know what yeah. that reminded me that should have been on my list it's new sisa album fire fire mm. love sos oh, that's, so much <laughs> that's not, not all her album not, 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 yeah. right. <laughs> Yeah, I know it's not on her album, but just reminded me of SZA that she released her album. Although I will like say every I single song, I don't is, love every song on that album. But well, it's eight hundred songs. There's eight hundred songs in the album, so you're bound to not like one. So. Well, it's just there's one in particular where she does like a pop punk thing, and I'm like, I'm sorry, SZA, you ain't Beyonce, okay? Beyonce can do any genre and make it her own. This and Beyonce's album was Beyonce, great. Beyonce's um, album was dope too. Renaissance was great. I'm still processing Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Every time mm. I listen to it, I find something new to appreciate about it. Um, but I still wouldn't say it's my favorite Kendrick Lamar album. I don't think anything will beat T Pab for me. Like To Pimp a Butterfly is just my one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, but it was pretty good though. I did enjoy it. I just it's just one of those things where I'm like, I feel like I'm still peeling back layers on that album but uh yeah those were my the ones that i was enjoyed the most at least for this year that i uh didn't going in did not expect to enjoy as much as i did and then coming out i was like i love all this this is great and 
yeah, I recommend seeing Violent Night. It was entertaining. It was really good. You, there were some like low points, of course, when like everybody's trying to just talk and figure things out, and it's like, okay, let's go back to the action though. The action's fun. <laughs> so, but it's a great holiday film. I think everybody should I watch you together. Have in this action movie, <laughs> how dare you talk about this? <laughs> go back to David Harper removing his Santa suit. See that scene again. <laughs> Got David Harbour now. Every expectations episode, there's a new man. <laughs> first it was first it was Jason Bowen, then it was Keanu Reeves. Now we're on Keanu Reeves Keanu is a David man Harper. I would I would marry. Keanu Reeves is a man I would marry. Respect. Respectfully. Jason Momoa, I would just climb like a tree. I don't really want much from his a relationship with him. <laughs> <laughs> David Harbour, however, though, and I do apologize ahead to my mother who's now listening to this podcast at this time. <laughs> Yeah, just remember she does listen to this. Uh, there, Harper, like he is, like got these strong arms with soft stomach. That's the type of man you want to hug that you can cuddle with. That's the big boy. Right? That's the kind of man you're like, oh yeah, I'll be warm all winter long. What about you, Jonathan? <laughs> What's going on for you in 2022? On that note, um, okay, so a lot of mine, some of mine have been mentioned already. Uh, nope. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, I love that. Similar to you, Jasmine, I went in not knowing much about it. I knew that it had to do with like multiverse and stuff, um, but I had just heard great things about it and decided to watch it. And I was glad I did. Um, uh, bodies, bodies, bodies as well. I will give it its proper credit <laughs> because <laughs> I loved it and it was very funny and I was into it the whole way through. And I, I also had a good crowd when I watched it as well, which made it a lot more fun. Um, sh- shout out to AMC as well, because I got swooped into the possible cult, maybe, that is the AMC Stubbs uh, holder pass. Listen, my girlfriend mm-hmm. has it now, and now she's trying to convince me to get it, too. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not. I'm, I, I see her point. Like, it might be worth it. We see a lot of movies. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I told and you, it's I so, got the Regal one. Yes. It's so it's so it's much more cost effective, and it encourages you to go to the movies more. Plus, mm-hmm. you can watch movies that you might not have necessarily paid to see on its own you know because you have three a week you're like oh i might as well see this movie um so shout out to amc or regal wherever you know you you get your your passes from i don't work for any of these they ain't paying me so um let's let's keep on our movie there's no promotional money coming (laughs) um one that i'm surprised nobody has mentioned yet is barbarian because i enjoyed i was going to say that but i was saving it to see like i was like i gotta be on somebody's list so i'm not gonna say it but if no one mentions it i will be like why don't we talk about barbarian (laughs) (laughs) i really enjoyed barbarian another one i had heard nothing about and i think that's the best way to watch it going into it know nothing about it and then and then it's streaming now on hbo max yeah, it was in cold, and I just I and then uh, me and my girlfriend watched it on the couch, and I I made sure she kept winning cold. She kept asking questions. I'm like, I'm just gonna let you watch this movie. <laughs> that was a good one. So I suggest it's on HBO Max. Go ahead and watch it. Um, it was it was really fun. Uh, That's what I thought of Jasmine when you were talking about the uh, about Watcher when you said like that men didn't really 
meet those expectations based off of just the directing. And I was like, Barbarian feels like that, where that was also the perfect balance of like, because you, especially the way the movie begins, you don't know what to think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ask questions the entire time. And then, then like the, the twist happens and you're like, oh, shoot, I was wrong. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the or direction I was, right, was, you know, was on who great you were. because you easily could have not made it that cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the concept really, I was like, this y'all are raving about that? Like, <laughs> come on. It sounds right. it's it like, sounds it's like, like it's, it's been done. It sounds yeah, right. It sounds like one of those that has been done before. Somebody stays in an Airbnb and it's like not what it seems. Mm-hmm. I uh well, I'm still curious company is crashing now. <laughs> I still am wondering though what the heck the title has to do with anything. I'm still well because it's on Barbary Street, isn't that isn't that why it's called Barbarian? That the reason? Yeah, I think so because it's Barbary Street. Okay. When they said that, I was like, oh, that's that's why it's called the Barbarian. It's called Barbarian because it's Barbary Street. Hmm. Continue My assumption was just that, that like they were kept like that. The whole situation with the family is very. Just barbaric. That's that was my assumption. To I think it's a double meaning. Longest time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Either way, good movie. Watch it. <laughs> like if you're into horror films, anyway, because it is a horror movie. Mm-hmm. But oh, uh, oh, good film. Jonathan's right. The movie t- primarily takes on Barbary Street, which is why it's called The Barbarian. Oh, okay. So Jonathan is correct. That's <laughs> a weird. Okay, go I think on. that's fun. I like it. Yeah. Um. So that was great. Uh, also, Euphoria season two. It feels like it came out like last year or two years ago, but came out this year, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed funny it. enough, it's on, and it's not that I didn't like it, but it is on my didn't quite meet my expectations list because mm-hmm. I felt like visually it met the it met the challenge story-wise not so much like for rue and nate yes everybody else and i guess cassie too in a way but at the same time they just assassinated her character but everybody else they barely get any screen time and when they do they don't really do much they're kind of just around and it's like they they, it's like uh i can't remember the dude's name anymore (laughs) who does euphoria um sam levinson like Sam Levinson didn't know what to do with those characters, but he's like, but I can't get rid of them. So they're just around. Um, yeah, there was one con, definitely um, Barbie Ferrer's character. She got she got the short end of the stick in Euphoria and Nope. Like, I just felt bad for her. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But at least, in, at least in Euphoria, she's around. Friggin' uh, what's his name who plays McKay? He wasn't even in the season. He didn't get no time. Algie Smith. Yeah. <laughs> well she's apparently not coming back for season three so yeah i but i i assume season three they're adults i don't think so this you movies. assume well because at this point aren't they like seniors <laughs> none of them ever go to class so that was one thing they said like, in the review is that they've all failed they have to <laughs> i don't think i've seen one of them with a book <laughs> right we've seen no teachers well, that's everyone's critique about Euphoria is that they're like, this should take place in college because they do all these adult things. I'm like, none of these people are going to college. They haven't studied a single day in their life. All they do is party and go to go to school after late nights of partying. 
<laughs> the thing that throws me off most about them being in high school, aside from all points that were made, I haven't seen season two. I've only seen season one. But like the amount of times that I got dress coded that, in yeah. high school for perfectly normal clothing, there is no way. The, no way. Been, yeah. It only gets worse in season two. There are things Cassie and Maddie go to school in where I'm like, I'm sorry. Are you just trying to <laughs> trying to dress to get, up? You like, in the yeah, least try amount of clothing you would get. You would like get getting the things coded. they were wearing. You would you would get second glances at the club. Like right. Oh yeah. Wanted, oh yeah. <laughs> like I think people would even look at you at the club if you wore that. Like, Let alone least amount school. of clothing at high school and see if anybody says anything. See how far I can take it yeah. until I'm gone. I'm not saying um, the outfits aren't fire. Like no, but the yeah, girlies look good. Just, the girlies it look takes good. You out of the world, like, it does. I, it's kind of like I love that. That is always the biggest thing when talking about euphoria and the high school scene. Because like I've had p- discussion with they're like, oh no, it's not the drugs or alcohol. Because like I did that shit too in high school. It's yeah, it's yeah, the outfits. Realistic. Yeah, I was like, yeah, oh, no, you're realistic. right. They're like, but it's always the outfits. They're like, yeah, dress coding, <laughs> and they're like, even the makeup they wear. We would have gotten dress coded for. I didn't know people got dress coded for makeup as well in high school. Mm, I don't yeah, think anyone in my high school did. High school. Apparently, some people I knew from high school did get dress coded. They're like, yeah, because that's when like fucking like the heavy eye makeup was like a thing. Apparently, oh, interesting. Yeah, and I was like, I didn't, I didn't know that because I didn't wear any makeup. Um, but apparently, it was a thing. So I was like, oh, so they would have even gotten like talked to about their makeup. They're like, oh, absolutely. Who's doing that shit? Who is waking up early enough in high school to be able to do all that work? Oh, I wore heels to high school. Like <laughs> you it was, are insane. when you're younger, you you make you the feel time. like you have to. You yeah, you make the time. You How feel like I, you have to do that stuff. I have dressed like a retired skateboarder from like fucking high school to adultly now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, some people did for sure, but like that was like don't get I was me wrong. doing my winged eyeliner every day. <laughs> don't like, get me wrong. like definitely my wearing are, stilettos. Are, yeah, I couldn't do that. Like my clothes are actually properly like fitting now not like three sizes too big and everything but like it's still the same aesthetic i got going on for me no i'm all about being cozy i'm not judging but like there is that pressure when you're younger i guess yeah there that is true i was also just like i did not talk to enough people in high school to get that pressure at the same time i didn't like anybody in my high school i was really just thinking about getting out me and my friends were in our own bubble, so. And I wasn't, like, it, I was into girls, but, uh, you know, I had a fear of dating girls in high school just because. I, I believe was, that. Like, the only girls, well, only because <laughs> the only girls that like me were white girls. And dating a white girl in South Carolina isn't exactly the play for a safe, happy life <laughs> as a teenager. So, <laughs> it, was, it was a wrap. <laughs> Jonathan, what's next on your list? Um... That was, well, I had a, I guess an honorable mention um, because I enjoyed it. Fair enough. Uh, there's a movie on HBO Max starring uh, Zoe Kravitz called Kimmy. And I'm meaning to watch that. Yeah. And you should, because it takes I forgot place about in, it. It takes place in Seattle and it was hmm. filmed in Seattle. And there are scenes that you can clearly see. It's like downtown Seattle. Um, 
and uh, it's fun. It, it was a fun movie. It was good. I enjoyed it. Um, it's very like. It's called Kimmy K I M M Y. K I M I. It keeps you on the edge of your seat. Yeah, I'm excited. I was excited to see it because I saw the trailer and I love Zoe Kravitz. So I was like, I'm gonna watch that. And then it just it got by me. So mm-hmm. I will definitely check it out because I wanted to see that movie. It's fun. I enjoyed it. Um, and then the last one that I haven't actually watched, but it came out this year, but and I do want to watch uh, The Whale. I knew you were going to say The Whale because <laughs> everybody's talking about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've heard it. I decided to see it. Yeah. Obviously, Brendan Fraser is getting a lot of praise for his. We are here for his comeback. Yeah. Let's so go. Let's but go. I don't even know if it's really a comeback because I'm like, it's not like he hasn't been around. I love him in Doom Patrol. He's been great in Doom Patrol. If you haven't watched but this, is like his moment. This is like, yeah, this is mm-hmm. like him. Mm-hmm. Um, I can, yeah, I love Ben. I've always loved Ben and Frazier, and I'm so happy. It's it's also more that he's getting the recognition too of his work. Mm-hmm. He's and he he's, went through a lot of stuff. Like he, he like yeah, wrote that op ed yeah. or like whatever article that came out about like the stuff that he struggled with. So yeah, we love it. We love it. Good for him. I do have um, one other honorable. Me- if you're done, I have one more honorable mention that I wanted to forget. Sorry, I didn't mean to like cut you off there. Oh no, go ahead. I was that was good. Um, the Bob's Burgers movie. Yes, I. That I, was I, one I was of my favorite. Surprised you didn't mention it. I like <laughs> thought about it after I like finished my list. Um, that movie, I I saw it with my sister, and then I actually saw it with Lauren again, and it was so good and so cute. And when Bob mentions his mom. It's like, oh, that's so sweet. And like, it's cute how he relates, how he sees his mom in each of his kids in a way. And it's just like, it was a really like feel good movie. And it was done so well. And I think a lot of the times when you watch cartoon shows do movies, that they can just feel like a really long and dragged on episode. So I was like, if you made this into a special like, two-hour episode, hour-long show, like, it would have been fine. You could have do that. But this one actually feels like a proper movie. And then the shadowing technique they did advanced it so much. And I loved how, before the movie came out, the season before in Bob's Burgers, that sidewalk became part of the show. So they have Mm -hmm. a hole that collapses and it starts off at the very beginning of the season before the movie came out. The sidewalks keeps breaking more and more. So it's it like just quickly was able to infuse itself into it and it didn't make some weird like big proclamations like the simpsons movie where the whole town blew up became like part of ipa and all this oh yeah where it's like on the dome Yeah. yeah and all this other stuff no this one was like more realistic more like yeah we can call back to that and it not be like a whole thing so i really enjoy that one and it's just a feel-good movie too so mm-hmm. wanted to also, add that there. Thing about Brendan Fraser again, another honorable mention uh that he was in also with HBO. Uh No Sudden Move. Uh with Don Cheadle, Benicio del Toro, and so many others. It was a very stark mm-hmm. the cast. I love that movie a lot. Um it's a really cool like crime thriller movie. Don Cheadle's great in it, but Brendan Fraser also, I don't think he's in it much. But I remember that was the first movie where I was like, oh, snap, Brendan Fraser's back, like in a movie. 
because he's doing Doom Patrol, but that's a TV show with like a limited budget. This is like a legit yeah. movie that looks like it's got a budget. It's got tons of stars in it. And uh, he's great in it for the little bit of time he's in it. So, uh, yeah, if you haven't watched No Sudden Move, check it out. It's on HBO Max. Nice. All right. Do we want to move into some of our misses of 2022? We we should run yeah. through this quickly so we can get through. We can get to our our prediction or our 2023. Yeah, Jasmine, you have. Uh, you sound like you've got a good chunk of. Uh, <laughs> I'm not trying to be a hater. (laughs) (laughs) I would say mine are mostly related to horror just because I'm a huge horror fan. And a lot of stuff came out this year. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a big year for horror. It really Mm -hmm. was. Yeah, it really was. So smile was a bit of a miss for me. What? I was going to ask, did you see the new Hellraiser movie on Hulu? I did oh, not. No, I did. You don't need to. We don't need it to. It was. I I liked it, but I don't think it's like a great. Like everyone's saying, like, oh yeah, Hellraiser's back. I'm like, I don't think it's a great reboot of Hellraiser, but I do think it's like a nice little like addition, I guess. If you want, if you're if you've been craving Hellraiser, here's a new Hellraiser movie. No, as a horror it's, fan to another horror fan, you don't need to watch it. It's a it's better, <laughs> that movie it's a, is better than the other the like thousands of sequels that the Hellraiser's gotten. This is nothing but like a little bit of torture porn and the parts that aren't torture porn are pitch black. You can't see oh, yeah. anything. Those are my two least favorite things. No, you can see. Two least favorite. I you can't can see. I, I watched it on the phone. Anytime in the dark. Outside, <laughs> anytime they were outside, it was just dark because it's dark and rainy. Oh, no, it well, wasn't. Yeah, was, yeah. Okay. I see what you mean. I it wasn't that. worth it. I felt like my time was wasted. You don't have to watch okay. it. Don't watch it. So go on. Well, sorry. I wasn't. It wasn't necessarily on my list. I like forgot that they came out with that. Anyway, yeah. Smile was a bit of a miss for me. Like I said, I really, really liked the jump scares. I also really, it reminded me a bit. I don't know if this is a fair comparison because it follows as easily top 10 favorite horror film for me, but it reminded me a bit of it follows in that just the uneasiness of something always following you. Like I hate, I hated playing tag as a kid. I don't like being chased. It gives me (laughs) such bad anxiety. And so I think that's why it follows hit so hard for me and why like there were elements of smile that I did like, Mm, like it still creeped me out where I was like, Oh man, if I like when she looks out the window and doesn't quite, when she's like in her building and doesn't quite know if that girl is down there, that would, mm -mm, that would have me, See, you know, the, the one that got me is the one where it's like there's something in the darkness and when she's in the kitchen yes yeah. and you oh, see yeah. and i'm like that's great and she doesn't the, but nothing happens so you're just mm-hmm. like this is just that's like one of my worst fears is that like i'm just gonna be i'm like because i love to keep it dark at night and i just walk around in the darkness to get to the bathroom whatever and so it's like one of my worst fears is that i'm just gonna look in the, into a dark corner and there's just something there just staring at me. <laughs> my my main con with the uh, with smile was Jesse T. Usher. I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> good at. Was <laughs> that her fiance? Yeah. Okay. The black guy. I mean, we don't see I, him too I didn't often. Think he was a good, he, you know, his performance. He was, was very not good. dry. He was very dry. Yeah. To be fair, he's not great in most things. I hate yeah. to be that way, but it's true. Jesse T. Usher is great in one thing, as far as like great, great. And that is, well, two things. One is almost Christmas. 
with Danny Glover and all of them. And uh, the second thing is the boys. Those are the two things he's the best Ooh, in. Okay. <laughs> See, I've been meaning to watch that. I actually just got the comics for that. Um, but I haven't Double watched it. So I didn't know what don't he was in. The, don't read the comics. The show is way better. The com- I, I don't like the comic. I don't. No, no I mean, shade to Garth Ennis. Like- he's a great writer. But I don't I don't think the boys is where it's at. And apparently the comics don't mimic the show too much. Only like the no, characters the like comics are like the show to the most immature extremes in every way. Mm. Like it it's bad. Like the, the it's really interesting that the show is 10 times more mature than the comic. Normally it's the other way around. Okay, I'll read volume one. I'll see how I feel. I'll probably give up and then I'll watch the show. But at least I made an attempt. All right. right, Other things that were missed for me, y'all, I was not into the black phone. Everyone I know really, really liked it. I hated it. I heard bad reviews for it. So I didn't watch it. It was so unnecessarily slow for no reason at times. It just. I loved Sinister. Loved it. Thought it was awesome. So spooky. It was. I don't. I feel like Sinister was clever, though. It was really yeah. It was. It wasn't just like this person like kidnapping kids, and then you have to see kids in pain. Yeah, like that's my third. That's my third least favorite thing. Yeah, out of order, but it's definitely down there. Yeah, I don't see kids getting hurt. It was a bit different because no one. I don't know. They had like soul anyway. Um, I know y'all have already talked about this. Okay, I already mentioned men mm-hmm. was not my favorite. Amazing performances. I'll say that again. Incredible performances. Would love to see both of those folks in way more things. Um, Halloween. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, I believe that. Mm-hmm. I believe I'm that. Waiting for. I was like. Uh, funny enough, though, it's also on my disappointment list. Yeah. I did you listen that. to our review of it? I did. I would. I actually like had messaged Jerome. I was like, thank you for standing up for me. I was so right about the second one. So right. And the third one. I just want to make my point clear. I'm not saying the second one, Halloween Kills, is good. By no means <laughs> is it is on my top favorite horror list. Do I recommend it to people? No. Is it better than an H201? Yes. And that's where, no, that's the hell I No, I wouldn't agree with that at You're all. I, that's what I agree with. No. I feel I like the second one was all. so unnecessary. It the third probably one too, was. But I, the second one more so. <laughs> the third one, it's just because, like, the third one, if you expect to see Michael it's Myers, different too story. bad because yeah. he's not in it. It's, <laughs> about, it's, almost, it's almost like I, they preemptively started the series again with the third one, even though they keep saying this is the last one. Yeah, this is the final story. I just but it's enjoyed not. how Jerome This new guy is going to be Michael Myers. Or uh-huh. Wait, didn't he die? He died. He died. Mm-hmm. Okay. He'll come Michael back to Myers life and then he'll be Michael Myers again. No, they're just going to mm-hmm. read the whole thing, I'm sure. I think they just, they they killed the monster. They just need to leave it dead. Although, um, you know they're not going to do that. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> That's not how horror works. I know. <laughs> There's like, how many Jason movies? 12? Yeah, like it's gonna go. Lot. It's gonna go until we are. I mean, they tried to do it with Freddy yeah. Krueger, but the the remake died, so he he gets to lay to rest. 
It's for now possible. until they can figure yeah, out a way to bring it back <laughs> until more time has passed. Don't. Yeah. That's my favorite. Also, I would just say we Trump. can, we can go to the next one. Cause I know we're trying to go through these ones fast. So we can talk about what we're looking forward to, but I will just say, I want to on the record, my girl, Jamie Lee deserved so much better. <laughs> she did. Yes, absolutely. And I feel like so she's, much she's better. Been getting, I feel like she's been getting uh, noticed Lately, I mean, everything, everywhere, all at once was a whole new. She was awesome in that. I've seen her do that. Yeah, yeah. she yeah. was great in that. I Were you going to mention the her. evils, not COVID nineteen quote? Yeah, that was like my favorite thing from Jerome. <laughs> that was my favorite joke from Jerome. He's like, "Evil can't be transferred. Evil is not COVID 19 <laughs> Oh yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that. Um, um Jerome, you want to do yours? Sure. Uh, I only have two because uh, like or uh, technically three. One we can go by real quick. Don't worry, darling. That one we can speed right through because <laughs> it's just we don't have time to go into just the yeah, we, mess. We did a whole hour and a half. I loved y'all's that. review about it, though, because I just <laughs> watched just... it. So I was finally able to listen to the review and I was like, points are being made. Points are being made. <laughs> I wish I was here for this one. I have so many things to say. It was such a that movie, and it's a shame too because I love Olivia Wilde as a director. I loved Booksmart, so I know who doesn't. Don't worry. Anyway, (laughs) yeah, Dora is the one who came through. She's the one who like no, no. I said you know who doesn't love Olivia Wilde. Oh, Lawrence Pugh. (laughs) I just I and you know what's funny too is I I recently found the original script. For don't worry darling it would have been so much better it i was been, thinking it, it about did not that. have to be this way it would have yeah. been so much better and it explains who shia LaBeouf is gonna play because he was supposed to be florence pugh's husband's character but i was like the way harry styles plays his character shia LaBeouf would not be good at doing this then i read the original script the original script that shia's character right there he would have owned that role probably would have been nominated he would have been a terrible person <laughs> Because the husband in the first original script is awful. He's a terrible person. But I'm like, Shia would have killed that, killed that role. Mm. But it's what it is. <laughs> like <laughs> they got Harry Styles. Yeah, they got Harry Styles. <laughs> that didn't help. <laughs> but no, my two main things I really wanted to talk about. Uh the first one, like one, uh, the first one, Moon Knight. Y'all let me down, Marvel. You let me down so hard. How the hell are you going to have a Moon Knight show and Moon Knight's not in it? <laughs> the character. We don't see him cut a face off with his moon rings. We don't see this band having like go through. I mean, granted, they do a great job with respect to the DID community. That part, solid. They did a great job. And for all the Egyptian-born uh, people who want an Egyptian superhero, you get that too as a bonus. But that's the problem, is this man wanted to do an Egyptian superhero, and guess who's not an Egyptian superhero? Moon Knight. <laughs> and so, so they just completely- This is the first I've ever heard of this. They with erased- Oscar Isaac? With Oscar uh, Isaac? Yeah, with Oscar Isaac. They erased all of the things that makes Moon Knight Moon Knight and made a show that w- was so lazy, and just dragged on. Great performance from Oscar Isaac. He's fantastic as the character of uh, Mark Spector slash Stephen Grant uh, and others. But I just, I, they're, they're, it's disappointing because Marvel has been so good about making the character, like 
who whoever that character is on the on the page is who you're going to see in these shows and movies and it's like they missed the mark so much for me personally they missed the mark for moon knight so hard now granted there are people who are loving moon knight but most of those people don't know who moon knight is so this is their in their minds this is moon knight and i'm here to tell you as an avid moon knight fan it is not (laughs) it is not moon knight you'll have to send me like some of your favorite um I've like never read any of the comics for this one. Moon Knight um, is, he's an interesting, well, because the character is like, essentially a Moon Knight is Batman with disassociative identity. Sorry. Yeah, I'm reading that's that like, it has he, like, like he has mental illness. And I think that that's really interesting to like be portrayed. So I'd really like. Yeah, to and they did a great, and I, again, I have to stress that because it's like, it's not like the movie's garbage or uh, the show's garbage. There. There is, I just, it just wasn't for me as a Moon Knight fan, but I will say they do a lot of work to be very respectful and honest about what it is to be, to have disassoci- disassociative identity disorder and to live with it, like, and how it can start too. There's a really great episode where you get to see how, uh, how Moon Knight got so many identities and it's uh, really, it's hard to watch because it's sad and it's very it could be triggering, I'm sure, for some people who have been through that situation. Um, but it's very real. And so I'm like, there's a lot of, so the writing's good. There's a lot of great stuff in there. It's just, this ain't Moon Knight. <laughs> if this was any other show, it would be gold. But because it's trying to be a Moon Knight show and the character Moon Knight's barely in it, the stuff they do do at Moon Knight is barely around because he's a CG character because they CG over the suit. So... It's just, it's, really? just I can't mean need to watch it. Yeah. I, me personally, that's just my personal take on it. A lot of people are enjoy, enjoyed Moon Knight. That's just my feelings about Moon Knight. Um, and then the other one that's like my major one, Blonde, is a damn. I never watched, shame. I never watched it, but, um, yeah, but I feel like the hype died quickly for that one. Well, because the movie, he that- found out real quick that the movie wasn't worth watching. It's a th- <laughs> the, the Maryland one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh like, yeah. Leave the, my girl alone. The X rated. Well, what's it called? The, I didn't watch it. It did get an NC seventeen rating. NC seventeen. Um, I didn't watch that one because I know the actress actually. She's. I remember her saying in an interview she went to Marilyn's grave and asked her if she could play her, and she's like, I yeah. felt her say yes to me, and I was like. Leave that Anna, even though even though it's got a little fictionalized, with it. it's a fictionalized <laughs> yeah. version. It's not of even Marilyn a real Marilyn. story. Yeah, yeah. fictional telling of her story. All I could think was leave Marilyn alone. Let her but rest. Just, for God, God. The, the level of exploitation of Marilyn Monroe in this movie is just on a whole other level. And I know it's supposed to be a fictionalized tale of this woman's life. Yeah, because so it's, it's based not on like, a novel. She's still a real yeah. person. This exactly. is still a real mm-hmm. human being who's had her whole life like taken and twisted around to make Marilyn just got like thrown through the tr- trenches this year with the Kim Kardashian oh, dress. Yeah. yeah. The movie. I'm still seeing damages from that dress on like TikTok or something. They're like, look at all the beating work that's just completely popped out. The, the damage is uh, uh, not fixable. It's insane. It's just a, it's just a shame because it's like because Anna Armas, I will give her this. She's doing a great job. Her performance is pretty solid, um, and the scenes they do when they recreate scenes from her movies look 
awesome. They look solid. You, if no one, if you did not know who Marilyn Monroe is, you would think that that's like, like a new scene because it just looks just as pristine as the old uh, scene. So I thought like, you know, there's a lot of filmmaking expertise in there too. There's just a lot of like, real, you know what it is? This is an art movie that is, so, these are the type of art house movies I hate where the movie is so up its own ass of just being like, man, we're so creative and cool and artistic and beautiful. And I'm like, okay, but the plot's not really great. And the characters in this are so paper thin like Marilyn Monroe you're just exploiting all of her mental issues at no point is she a person she's a caricature for the entire movie of many different thoughts of who Marilyn Monroe is whether that be the like the people who call her a basket case or whatever people who call her just a dumb blonde sex symbol like it's all of those people but I never felt at any point that she was the person Marilyn Monroe so and, but the movie, like, and the director still doesn't get, like, still tries to be, uh, defends the movie, which, you know, he should because it's his movie, but he just defends, like, defends against the exploitation, exploitation debates that uh, a lot of people have had about the movie. And the NC, and the worst thing, too, is like, okay, yeah, the you want to say the movie's not exploitative, then why is this movie NC-17? Because the amount of nudity in Blonde is completely unnecessary. It's just, it's just, hey, we just want Anna Armas to just be topless and just have on nothing but panties for a solid scene. Why? Because I don't know. It's like, there's no reason for her to be naked as much as she is in the movie. And it's like, it, it, like I don't know if that's what they got the NC-17 rating for, because some people can get NC-17 ratings for just having a woman have an orgasm because the ratings board is bullshit. But I don't like, I don't like, but regardless, it didn't need to be that extreme to be honest, like after watching the movie and it took me a while, I had to watch it in three sittings because I couldn't watch the whole thing from start to finish because also too damn long, like Avatar 2. <laughs> I throw that in there, I'm sorry. But this movie is long. It's That's long. an honorable mention. It's just, like, I just, it's just a shame. It, it really is. It really is a shame. And I hope that this is the last we are seeing of any more Marilyn Monroe movie. We've got plenty of biopics and documentaries about this woman. Leave her alone. Let her rest. Mm -hmm. Okay. I agree. We're done. Agreed. Agreed. So that those are my disappointments. Uh, disappointments of twenty twenty two. Um, for me, uh, I have I have just a few, uh, and they're not even really like mm, disappointments. They're more like I wish it would have been a little bit more. Uh, and they're all going to be shows for me. Um, I do agree with Halloween uh, <laughs> that <laughs> that mentioned because what was that? Um, but the first one for me and the reason for me, I, I, I think I'm a little bit more critical when it comes to TV shows is because you spend more time with the TV show. You invest mm -hmm. more time in it. So therefore, mm -hmm. when it disappoints you, you feel like you've wasted more of your time. Hey, that's why First, I put Moon Knight on my list. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's fair. And then, and then you keep watching. You're like, okay, it'll pay off. It'll pay off. But then when it doesn't, you're even more disappointed. And that's how I felt with the Umbrella Academy season three. Because I why forgot are you gonna... that came out this year. <laughs> oh, you're right. Why are you going to keep giving me the same storyline year after year after year 
One of the, the family is together. They get split up. One of the siblings turns evil. Rinse and repeat. Can we please get a new plot? Can we please get a new oh. story? I would like to find something different within these characters. What they did to uh, Emily Raver. Um, uh, is, it, is it Camp? I, I'm, I'm sorry if I butchered her name. But what they did, I forget her character right now. But what they did, uh, they did to her was yeah, criminal. It reminded me a lot of Cassie from Euphoria Z2, where I'm like, y'all gonna do her character like Yeah, this? they just went for it. <laughs> but shout out to Victor. That's the one good thing from Umbrella Academy season three, mm-hmm. I think, is uh, uh, Elliot Page getting to uh, have their character transfer, transfer uh, also um, transition into um, a male gendered character. So one good thing. <laughs> one good thing. Um, I didn't even finish it because I was so bored you don't need to i did yeah. it's us <laughs> the way it leaves off okay. i was like i don't even want to know if i want a season four i'm gonna, be, <laughs> I'm gonna keep it a whole buck with you <laughs> the only season i truly enjoyed was the first of the umbrella academy and maybe it's because mary j Blige was in it but um anyways the- that's the only one that really follows the comic like the rest of them i think that's why they've been struggling a little bit is that the rest the other ones have been kind of doing their own thing the first one pretty much follows the comic pretty solidly. I love when you can tell shows are not going off what is already written. They're like, we're going to take <laughs> these characters as you wacky base. And it's like, no, we can we can tell what you're trying to do. Looking at you, Game of Thrones. It's not fitting. <laughs> you went off book, literally. <laughs> um, my other mention, I, I enjoyed, but I wish it would have given a little bit more. And I was so shocked when I got to episode 10 and because they have been releasing two episodes a week and I got to episode 10 and I'm like, it's over already. Um, season two of the sex lives of college girls. Um, it's a fun show. It's a good show. It's light. You just put it on. They're only 30 minute episodes and you're done. Um, but it didn't give me that much. So I just wish I, I would have. I, w- I would have liked more. I'm not cutting it off like the Umbrella Academy. I probably will. Um, <laughs> next season, I'm just going to ask that they do a little bit better. Um, and then the I mo- just started watching that show because we talked about it and you raved about the first season so much. I was like, I have to. So I actually binge watched the whole f- first season, watched it in like less than two days, and I loved it. Yeah. I haven't gotten, I've only watched the first two episodes of the newer season. It's a little sad that <laughs> it gets a little lower. <laughs> is, I like the first season better than the second season. It is. But the second the season is it, it, you'll 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 make make it through. Um, <laughs> I mean, need to watch it. I hear I've been hearing nothing. It's 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 a a lot better than I thought it was. All the characters are hilarious, and my favorite is I forget the actress's name. She is um, Indian, and she is just just fantastic everything that comes out of every line she has is just so fucking funny and like she's my favorite character i really look up her name but if anything i'd watch the show just for her they keep her on as a constant character i'm saying (laughs) and i know someone who's in season two um not in it but like you hear his voice in one episode um but yeah season two you oh, um, you know who's in the show, Jerome? Um, Izzy from uh, Dropout, College Humor. 
Oh, yeah. Brandon Lee Mulligan's okay. uh, fiance. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's yeah. in there. She That's pops cool. in randomly. And so she's great too. I know that actress's name, but what 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 else is on your list, Jonathan? Um, the only other thing, and I'm I don't know if I want to put it on my missus list because I enjoyed it. Um, but I just didn't, I think I'm gonna enjoy season two a lot more, which I have yet to start. Um, was and this might be a surprise, this might be a hot take, but the white lotus. I see, I, I haven't I gotta finish the first season. I haven't finished the first season yet. So season one, it was good, but it was very much like slow, let's get to the point. What are we here for? Mm-hmm. Type stuff. I have a feeling that, and it was extremely well acted. Like there was no dud in the whole entire show and in mm-hmm. season one. Um, like everyone did their thing. And that's why all of literally the whole cast got nominated for an Emmy. Um, but uh, the, the, the story line and um, the whole entire, like, I'm glad it was six episodes because I feel like that was en- enough for me to like chew on. Um, I'm excited to start season two because I know people have been like hyped up on season two. So um, I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, and I also forgot, I also forgot in my, uh, in my, what I was like excited about last year, um, there was, there was one thing that I forgot to mention. Um, and that was Abbott Elementary. Um, yes. Which, uh, <laughs> oh my God. Yes. How did I forget that? Yes. I haven't seen any of season two. I haven't had time to watch season two, but um, I loved season one and it is yeah. just a great show. I um, kind of off of that, uh, a play that I saw that I really enjoyed this past year. If we want to extend this to place. Um, it was when I extended it to, to music. So to music. Exactly. Um, it was a play called King James uh, that I saw here in LA. Um, and it actually stars uh, Chris Perfetti, who is on Abbott Elementary. Um, he's the white guy in Abbott Elementary. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Thinking of plays, sorry, take this off topic. Jonathan, I feel like this is more in your wheelhouse. Did you see what happened with Wendell Pierce playing in Death of the Salesman? Uh, I heard something relatively recently like remind okay what yeah wendell pierce is playing in death of a salesman who's been in like a bunch of movies tv shows and stuff and there's just two people there's one lady in particular they i guess they were heckling the whole time at the play and just causing a disturbance so he stopped the play everything stopped and he broke character to be like try and like defuse the situation and calm it down there's videos of it on the internet it's bad um I mean, he's he's great. He's be, being very respectful, very professional. I'll just be like, hey, if you want a refund, I'll 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 make sure that you get a refund. Like, just head to the lobby. And they it got so bad they had to call the police to come and escort them out because they refused to leave. And they were just like, look, if you want a refund, you can leave, you leave and get a refund. But you know, you don't have to ruin the show for everybody else. And he was trying his best to be kind of the the. Uh, middleman to help defuse the situation because I don't think the ushers were getting through to them. And it's just, it was sad to see because I'm just like, yeah, all really these people, like, it's a, pl- it's not like it's a movie where, you know, whether you're making a ruckus or not, the movie's going to continue. Like, if, like, if you're messing up all the, uh, the actors doing their performance on stage, like, they can't give the performance they need to give because it's distracting. 
So it was and it's just, not it was like just something you can rewind either. That's like the mm-hmm. actors are, you know, have a rhythm going, you know, they have the muscle memory almost too. And then the disruption like that can just mess up the whole show. Mm-hmm. Being forced to be pulled out of character like that. Yeah. But Don't good, heckle people. good on Wendell Pierce. Uh, he he handled that very professionally and uh, mm-hmm. with class. So I just, it just reminded me of that. Uh. And uh, last but not least, Alex, what were your misses? Uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse, the Madness of the Multiverse. You know what? It wasn't on mine, but I was. That's a good pick. <laughs> it could have been so much more than it was. Uh, it really was just a Wanda film, mm-hmm. and I like Doctor Strange, and I was hoping for more magic and mischief and things like that, and him evolving into this new person after everything that happened with the Avengers. The Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, and we didn't get that. We got him getting his ass kicked by Wanda and her creepy crawling out of the mirror disfigurement going on. Um I mean, look cool though. <laughs> you know, it, it looked cool. I was I was just more hoping for actual Doctor Strange in a Doctor Strange movie. Mm-hmm. Instead we got Wanda and her madness. Um so that was kind of a disappointment for me. The invitation. I don't know if uh, you guys. Know, I was meaning to watch, watch it. it. I never it's on, got around um, to it. It's on. It's on um, either HBO or. It's on Netflix. Netflix. It's on, on Netflix. Netflix. Right now. Yeah. And I, 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 I yeah. Familiar. I didn't watch it too long ago. It. The it's uh, like many with horror films and thrillers lately. The ending just drops and it ends like. Okay. I guess where like the rest of the film, the suspense, the buildup, fantastic. And you kind of, it kind of feels like a book romance where you're like, oh, it's the creepy thing that they're like fast, quick to fall in love. And like she suddenly introduces this whole world of like, you know, oh, look, here's money and you can marry the Lord of the Manor and all this stuff. And then it's just, you know, the secrets are revealed and it turns out horrible, in fact. And, but it's just the ending of when the secret is revealed. You're just like, oh, I kind of knew that was coming, but also wasn't presented in the most spectacular way either. It was just kind of, you were like more so informed than anything. Like, yeah, your predictions are right. This is what happens. I've heard Um, that Ready or Not, excuse me, the movie Ready or Not is like the better version of The Invitation. It was kind of the same. Yes, kind of. That movie was great. That movie was really good. You got a more satisfied feeling after Ready or Not. Mm-hmm. After after she's, you know, that invitation, you don't get a satisfied feeling. You're just kind of like, yeah, I kind of figured out what you were thinking a little bit earlier. And like, you, it just led to that. Ready or Not, definitely you get a satisfied feeling when you see her, you know, sitting on those steps after everything. Um, but like Invitation, it was beautiful. Visually, it was very pretty. It was set in a darker setting, but you could see everything that you needed to see. The lighting was well done. So that was a thing. Um, I had another one. The Witcher. I rewatched some of those uh, episodes of season two. Uh, I think I enjoyed it more so when it first came out because I do enjoy The Witcher and I do enjoy Henry Carvel's, Cavill's acting with that. Rewatching a couple episodes. I didn't think the word acting was coming after that. Yeah, me when you said, when you paused, you said, "I enjoyed Henry Cavill's acting." 
<laughs> I enjoyed his no, acting same. as a witch. Yeah, but I think for fair. different reasons. Like I see where you're coming from, Jonathan. But I'm just like that man cannot act, and y'all know it. I'll have you know he's great, The Witcher. Okay, he is so, so stiff. That's so what Geralt, that's Geralt. Uh, that's Geralt. Yeah. He's supposed to be I stoic. Is it Ireland acting then, or is it just him showing up? I Jasmine, mean, you can be, you know, like stoic and still be cool. And I feel like Geralt is cool. <laughs> Jasmine, I remember when the first Superman that he was in came out when we were at IMAX and you you were talking about how bad his acting was. And I I watched that movie and I could totally see it. Like I that's like my so, villain origin if, story. If it helps, so, I've, never I've, watched, I, I've never watched Superman. So that's why so are you I not say, uh, disappointed that he's not gonna be Superman anymore. After no, my heart did not break stage. after that. Yeah. My heart did <laughs> Wait, not he break. He was bad in that. that. He was also not great in Mission Impossible. See, I liked him not in great. I, I another movie Again, I have he's not just seen. showing up. It's not him acting. It's the same person. If it ha- like that's the reason I can't tell that that's not acting because I haven't seen those other movies. I like him in Mission oh my Impossible. God. I thought he was good in Mission Impossible. I don't he's think it. he's the best Superman. I don't mind him as Superman, but I I, I am because when people were all being all like Henry Cavill, not Superman no more, and I'm like. Y'all act like we haven't gotten multiple Supermen. Like, we will you get have, have, who, is, who is watching Superman. those movies? I don't know anymore. I genuinely children. don't know. There are these grown men that act like children because it's just like, okay, if you're not getting the movies you want to see, A, those movies still exist. Buy them on, go on down to your local Best Buy and buy them bitches on Blu-ray. And in the meanwhile, they like enjoy the movies that are coming out. And they're new. You act like this is the first time. I don't know. When you go to Best franchise. Buy, you can't find anybody. Just go to Target. That's or true. Well, that's because they've got new COVID protocols. Everyone's in the front now. But anyway, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know why people were so like are so aggro about the whole Zack Snyder universe of Slater movies. I'm like, if you liked him, you liked him. But you act like if they don't exist, like the whole house of cards coming down, they're still going to make Batman movies and Superman movies. They went and made another Batman movie that was more wildly successful than like the other ones from Zack Snyder's universe. So and they'll make like, another Freddy Krueger too. We're, we've got a full circle. Why, Jasmine? Why you gotta hurt me like that? <laughs> what's gonna happen? She's not wrong. Gonna it keep, doesn't have to happen though. They but tried to remake one back in like 2012 or something. But yeah, I like Jasmine or Haley as Freddy Krueger. I just think the script. Yeah, I didn't hate it. I refuse to watch it. Wait, have you seen it? No. Well, how do you know it's bad then? Because everybody talks about it being bad. I don't think it's a great reboot I have in that seen sense. But the I, remake I like, of Halloween, and I've seen the remake of like Rob Zombie's Halloween, and then like the remake of Jason Friday the 13th, House of Wax. I can tell off the bat during that time when that era, all those horror films were being remade, that was not going to be the one that was going to be like, yeah, they did it. They hit the mark. Honestly, out of all of those films, I would say that that remake was the yeah, better was one the out of one. all of those ones <laughs> that you named. Like, House of Wax was okay. Okay. <laughs> it was okay. I barely remember it, so I don't have I mean, if that's the standard, like that was Paris Hilton. No hate on the girl, but like, we're talking I about mean, acting right she, now. She leaned, she leaned into the whole like, Actually, the director of the new House of Wax, I 
recently saw something i was like watching watch mojo where they're like directors that hated their film they got so mad at paris hilton because people were going to see the movie just to see paris hilton die and she leaned so much into it that she got her like her own like merch shit going like oh paris hilton dies all this shit and everybody's like that's what the movie's about nobody gives a shit about your remake or house of wax or anything and the director ended up fucking hating everybody because he's like well nobody cares about my movie they just want to see this celebrity get impaled First of all, I respect her hustle. Oh no. Second of all, that is not why the movie was bad. But anyway, what <laughs> else do you have he, on your list? That's what he that's what he blamed it. No, the I movie mean, has listen, so many other things wrong with Paris it. Paris Hilton, you could be Taylor Swift in Amsterdam, all right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like we're no, where no nobody shit, thinks yeah. about it after it happens. <laughs> no, but like spoilers with the Paris Hilton one. Taylor Swift came out of nowhere though. You knew <laughs> Paris Hilton was gonna die. Taylor Swift, she got like I mean, if you watched the trailer, you knew <laughs> that Taylor Swift was in the movie. There was more just detail. Now we're just naming people who can't act. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's what I no. told Jonathan. Jonathan wants Taylor Swift to have this bursting like acting <laughs> career, but I, I don't think I That's would like to see what she does with the Lady Gaga moment. Like, give her a star is born. Something where she can half sing and half act. Okay, like, so she don't difference. have to dip her toe fully. She don't, the she difference can, no, is Lady Gaga and she doesn't have to trained. She like w- acted before the, before she was in those movies. Who? Lady Gaga. Lady like Gaga. she actually she actually like she um I think had done theater, not like professionally, but just like, you know, that's what she liked to do. So she got training before she was in those movies. Why she's so good in them acting wise. Um anyway, People say Another, House of Gucci is bad. Anyway, Alex, sorry. House of Gucci was okay. <laughs> it, it was not great, though. It wasn't great. <laughs> Alex, go ahead. Got cringy at parts. Um, one movie that I knew was going to be bad, but I didn't realize how bad it actually was, actually was until I watched it. Morbius. <laughs> Jared Leto. Wait, I haven't seen that movie, but like... You thought that that was going to be good? No, I said a movie I knew was going to be bad, but I didn't didn't anticipate how bad it would be. (laughs) I knew this movie was going to be terrible, but watching it was like a whole nother level of like, y'all sat here, not only read the script out loud, did a table read, acted it, everything out, had people edit this film and then when you watch the final version you're like yes this is the thing we're going to put up on the screen for everybody to see you know what though i gotta respect sony's hustle because here's the thing everybody was so mad because up until that point you have all these scenes in all the trailers where it's like there's spider-man there's a spider-man sticker in the back like it's toby mcguire spider and this coming off of spider-man no way home where they do all this multiverse stuff so it's just or uh yeah, so it's just like Spider-Man poster in the back. <gasps> Michael Keaton's in the trailer. He's going to be Vulture. Oh, snap, Vulture's going to be in there. How is he tied in or whatever? And none of that, none of this multiversal stuff, everyone had all these theories, none of that was in the movie. And you have people complaining like, there's no Spider-Man. Like, Vulture's barely in. You know, like, you know what you get out of this movie? Matt Smith, the actor, doing some weird ass. <laughs> I'm not rhythmic dancing where he's trying to feel himself it was so fucking awkward and cringy to watch you're just like oh in my head like a private scene 
all these people complaining, I'm just like, it's almost like y'all went and saw a movie about the very, very obscure Marvel character, Michael Morbius. Why did you expect to see Spider-Man? <laughs> or a thousand other characters that they thought were in the movie. Because usually they sneak in these like high-end characters to help build this one. It was just a lot. The of, only one I like, thought was I knew- fun was the Venom reference in the trailer. That was I, I, I thought Venom was going to be in the movie. And then when he was in the movie, I was like, dang, Sony, y'all got him. Y'all got those tickets. <laughs> they knew the movie was bad, so they had to make up lies. They also do this one thing, and it drives me crazy. And I want everybody to know this. If you, I do, nobody should be doing this, but if you're going to cut yourself to to collect blood or something, do not do it on the palm of your hands. There's so many fucking nerve endings here. There's It's such sensitive here. It will be so painful. It's not going to look cool in movies where you're like, they cut it because that's what he does. No, absolutely not. It's going to be, I've done it. I've cut my hand from here to here one time. It was one of the most painful experiences that I have ever had. Don't do that. And half the time, you only need like a drop of blood. Prick your thumb or something. All right. Don't like, if you're doing a blood ritual, use a needle for your finger. All right. Marzia, that's have my... you seen the Brendan Gleeson SNL sketch about that? <laughs> no. It's like they're supposed to be like, you know, like in the medieval times, and they're like, let's do a blood oath then. Ha! And then they shake hands, Brendan Gleeson cuts it, and the joke is that he cut it to a little too deep and just, just keeps spraying blood out of his hand. <laughs> and he's just like, I've never done a blood oath before. I'm sorry. I cut a little too deep. <laughs> oh, like I, like I, I like a clench up when I see like scenes like that in movies where they're just like, like, yeah, no. they put a hose in his jacket so that it's just spraying blood. And they just couldn't stop laughing because he's just like waving his arm around. <laughs> it's tis a scratch. But that's a fresh movie. Wage. Yeah. <laughs> that is a movie I knew was bad going in. And I saw how many people were like, it's bad. And then people were making fun of it so much. They called it Morbius time. That it's Morbin it, time. Morbin time. That they actually brought it back to theaters for a week. <laughs> yeah. and then it bombed a second time in theaters and then it was just on netflix i was like i'm gonna watch this movie because honestly how bad is it really like i know it's gonna be bad because i don't like jared little he's not a good actor he's he's a dick in I from what it sounds you, like on stage i will give you requiem for a dream and fight club those are his two i think best performances jared little was in fight club Yes, he was Angel Face. He's the one who gets beat up by Edward Norton and his face gets all dis- disfigured and stuff. Well, maybe that's why I enjoyed it so much. I <laughs> um, hear he's a dick on set, too. So, like, not somebody who seems enjoyable to work around. Um, but, yeah, no, that movie was fucking awful and just every aspect of it. There is not a scene I did enjoy in that film. And I really like Matt Smith. This is something Matt Smith should never, ever, like, bring up again as he's talking about critical roles or anything like that. Matt Smith in movies just doesn't do well. He's great in shows. His House of the Dragon, really great. Doctor Who, fantastic. But then it's like, you look at Terminator, Genesis, terrible. This, terrible. Is it the actor (laughs) or is it just like he's picking terrible movies? Well, that might be a piece of it. (laughs) Sure. <laughs> he's actually not that bad of an the actor. Projects maybe the piece of it. Terrible projects. Uh. 
Yeah, um, he tries to do this dance there, and it's like it looks like he's trying to feel himself. Like, yeah, hey, I'm feeling good because he's like healed in a process, but like, dude has no rhythm. This man is is British. He's white, white. Of course, he white, white. It. He's a pure white. <laughs> so like, not a single rhythm in them bones. And it. Uh, Alex, are, are those? Are, yeah, are those, are, those your... are. Those are the ones that have hurt me this year. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's get to. Um, let's get to our expect. The, the title, the namesake Finally, of this podcast, an hour and forty minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> the expectations of 2023 look this is gonna be a long episode anyway all right we're trying this to might be our record for literally the longest episode ever. no it's got to beat the role play episode that's the longest one at two and a half hours okay the second longest this as we are wasting time at adding time jonathan <laughs> what's the next part uh well we're gonna dive into our expectations for 2023 um is anyone bursting at the seams to go first I'll go first. I'll hit mine out the way. Uh, Like uh, I'm going to speed through a few, but there's a few, there's only a few that I want to get specific about. And that's uh, three of them. One Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse cannot wait. Looks so good. I love the first one so much. Can't wait to see this one. Oscar Isaac as Spider-Man 2099. Perfect casting. Um, But I can't see, wait to see the other Spider-Man and or spider women um in fact i think uh isa ray plays jessica mm-hmm. drew so she's yeah. in there too so there's gonna be so it's just it's just gonna be great but the first one is so good so i have no doubts that the second one will be good although i am a little concerned that it's not phil lord and simon miller writing this time it's a different person and this is supposed to be as far as i know it's still supposed to be a two-parter this is going to be part one and then there's going to be a sequel that'll be part two so I, that does concern me a little bit, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, also looking forward to uh, Dungeons and Dragons for obvious reasons, because I'm a huge D&D nerd. And finally, it looks like, you know, we're going to have a Dungeons and Dragons movie that is like what it's like to play Dungeons and Dragons, where you're just messing around with your friends doing dumb shit where it's just like, I don't know. I want to stick a sword up a dragon's ass. How, what's the role I need to make to do that? <laughs> like that's Dungeons and Dragons sometimes. So uh, it looks, it looks fun. Uh, it looks like a, a blast of a time. Uh, and I'm excited for that. Um, I, I I lied. It wasn't four. It's, it, it wasn't three. It's four. The last of us also looks really good. I still have my doubts. Because, uh, I don't know, we haven't had any great live action video game shows. So this is going to be a really interesting one. But I, it looks good so far. Pedro Pascal looks fantastic as Joel. And this one is like big budget. Yeah. So it looks like they're really doing it up. The, uh, the uh, clickers look fantastic, look just like they do in the video game. So I have faith that they'll do it right. It's just, I'm curious to see if it's going to be the video game verbatim because it's looking like it's just the video game in show form <laughs> and i'm like and normally when they do that i'm like okay am i gonna feel like i could i'd rather just have a controller in my hand the whole time or are you actually gonna do something interesting with it so we'll see how it goes um and then the last one that I, i'll actually like go into detail about is the marvels and the reason because there's other marvel movies coming out next year but the marvels is the one i really want to succeed for the reason of it's a second chance to get uh, to do what I hoped Captain Marvel would do, which was have a female led 
Marvel movie with uh, all like female cast that's like does the same has the same fanfare as Black Panther did because Captain Marvel didn't get it, Black Widow didn't get it, She Hulk didn't get it, and I'm just like at this point I'm 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 really getting annoyed <laughs> with Marvel. And to be fair, it's I, well She Hulk's fault is the marketing. The marketing failed She Hulk, but Captain Marvel and Black Widow. I'm just like you waited too late to do Black Widow. And with Captain Marvel, I feel like I didn't put as much effort as you thought you did <laughs> into that movie, even though I like Captain Marvel a lot. So the Marvels is their, I feel like, the last major chance because they have, you got Kamala Khan in there representing for the Muslim American girls around the world. You've got um, Tiana Paris as Photon. It's going to be in that movie representing for the, the Black American women of the world. And you got Brie Larson in there as Captain Marvel. And Nia DaCosta's behind the camera. There is no reason this sh- this movie should fail. <laughs> like, as far as, like, reception. It's going to make money because it's a Marvel movie. Reception-wise, I want this movie to succeed because I want these characters to live on. Because if it fails this time, I don't know if they're going to do anything else with these characters. Because on paper, like, because in the movie world, money talks. And if they're not making money, we're not doing anything with them anymore. And I don't want to see them go thrown to the wayside because of just failed ticket sales. So I need this movie to succeed. Don't do what She-Hulk did, which is make a marketing campaign around pissing off the main core fan base and telling them to piss off, expecting the other fan base, like people who are, we're not going to watch the show anyway, to support your show and then have bad viewership. Don't do that. <laughs> Let the movie stand on its own, please. <laughs> That's all I ask. Because it's already got a great start. It's got a great starting point. Uh, my honorable mentions for the, like, and my honorable mentions for next year, Bel Air season two, can't wait. Because I love season one. Creed three, because Jonathan Majors, I want to see him beat up Michael B. Jordan. I don't know why. <laughs> The man's got muscles on top of muscles. (laughs) Like, in fact, I I read an interview where he was like, yeah, to play Kang in Ant-Man, I put on like an extra like 30 something pounds of muscle. I'm like, how much more muscle did you need? (laughs) You were already did you already put it (laughs) like what? What is wrong with you? (laughs) You're already shredded. The man has probably point zero 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 one percent body fat. He's just all muscle. (laughs) Uh, so I'm excited for that movie and Ant-Man 2, but Jonathan Majors can do no wrong for me. Uh, and my last two, which are more guilty pleasure picks, one of which we'll review, is uh, Cocaine Bear and Megan. Because yes. <laughs> <laughs> Megan looks like a fun time. Oh, yeah, Megan. Especially when she, when she starts busting a move in the hallway. I was like, I'm watching this movie. There's a po- <laughs> on, my route, on my route to work, there's a poster that, and I finally looked... <laughs> I finally looked at what the tagline was um, and I forget, but it was so dumb. It, the, the, <laughs> I forget what it was, but um, yeah. You know, there's I'm, a little girl in there. It's not CGI. They just have a little. Yeah, it's a person in a suit. It's a little yeah. person in a suit. It's a child. Uh, but I, I'm excited for Megan and Cocaine Bear. I just, I can't stop laughing every time I watch that movie. Yes, <laughs> it's the I'm trailer. Mm-hmm. Cocaine Bear. It looks so fun. Um, and also last movie starring the late, great Ray Liotta. So I got to watch it anyway. 
but mm. uh but it's just i just love the premise i love, love the idea and the trailer just makes it look like it's going to be a bucket of laughs so those are my expectations for 2023 i'm sure there's some more in there that i've forgotten about but you know we don't have time for those jasmine okay well i will also say following that very excited for cocaine bear very 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 excited cannot wait probably will be their opening night um (laughs) megan i think looks ridiculous but I must still watch it because I loved Malignant, the last movie that that screenwriter and director, I believe. Oh. Let me double check, actually. I, I, it might be the screenwriter. I don't think it's the director. I think that because the director was Lee one now, right? From Malignant? I can't remember. No, it was um, James Wan. Oh, right. It was James Wan. Yes. Um, no, it's not directed. Megan is not directed by him, but it is still a story by him, by James Bond, but the same screenwriter. Um, I loved Malignant and that was ridiculous. So I feel like I'm going to be pleasantly surprised by Megan. Um, let me look at my list. I have a coworker named Megan and she's like, I, great. I can't wait for this movie to come out because. <laughs> Just like the, oh, that I didn't mention that in my 2022 releases. I'm sure none of y'all watched this movie though of uh fun movie Karen. <laughs> oh I really no, I didn't it. watch that. <laughs> the BET classic. <laughs> it looks like it was a like a student film. It was <laughs> when she kicks over the trash can. Like, take that, black people. Ha! I kicked over your trash can. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I definitely didn't watch that one. Um, a little too silly for me, a little too silly, too on the nose. Um, have y'all heard of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey? Yes. Yeah. We're planning on reviewing. Also another ridiculous one. It's going to be the year of ridiculous horror. For real. Yeah. The Grinch year. one is coming too. Like at some point. I feel uh, like. A mean, uh, mean one or the mean one, I think is what it's called. There are so many ridiculous horror films, and I feel like if they leaned into the ridiculousness, like Winnie the Pooh Bear movie, more people would be like so excited to see it and like more forgiving when it's like, oh, you were marking it as ridiculous because it is ridiculous, and I'm enjoying it in that manner instead of being like, oh, this is a scary horror film, and I go and it's like, the fuck is this? What am I, I watching? Know. And you know the know. story. It's fun to return to that era of the eighties where we just getting you're getting horror movies that are a dime a dozen, and some of them were the dumbest premises ever. Well, and you know the the reason why it's Winnie the Pooh is getting made into a horror film because um, Winnie the Pooh is now public domain, so Disney doesn't just own it. So when it went into public domain, so somebody's first instinct was to make to it make a, a horror movie. Oh, yeah. it, no, it's not their first instinct. This has been sitting on the shelf for a long time. I am sure of that. They, they had this legally ready. couldn't. They were yeah. just waiting. They were yeah, buying then, their time until the, the until the door was open to make this movie. It did feel like it was made very quickly. All of a sudden, you're getting Winnie Pooh. Sorry, Jasmine. Go. What's your next on the list? I just have two more. Ah! Oh, oh, and there's. The- Oh, microphone went down. It's like, no, yeah, we're done. Hopefully, hopefully we can edit that out. Um, <laughs> um, 
So one of them, also both horror movies, um, The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Have y'all heard of that? No, it sounds interesting. It's a, I'm a sucker for anything nautical, like spooky and nautical put together. I'm there. I will show up. Um, It's the title comes from a chapter of Dracula, like a chapter in the Dracula, the original Dracula, Bram Stoker's. Mm -hmm. And the movie premise, there's like no trailer out, but the movie premise is folks who are on a ship and then spooky stuff starts happening, which has been done before, but I love the Dracula angle. I really just like the name of it. And I'm very, very excited about it. Hopefully it's not bad. So my very last one, have y'all heard the buzz around Skinamarink? I haven't heard the buzz around it, but I've heard a little bit about it. It's very, like it's being talked about a lot in the horror circles right now. It was at a film festival, I believe Fangoria's film festival. And People are saying that it's so scary. I, I'm going to preface this because like when I come back on next year in, <laughs> for, for our 2023 one um, and say that I was disappointed by it, I don't want to be surprised or have anyone so you're else already, be surprised. You're, uh, um, what's, the, what's the phrase? Uh, keep talking and I'll think of it. Uh, okay. <laughs> setting expectations. No. Um, uh, I I think of it all the anyway. Are you, are you like I'll, I'll like, think of it. Yeah. Are you disappointed in? No. Uh, it'll come to you. I'll, come, I'll keep talking about this movie, and it'll come to you. Yes. So it yeah premiered at this film festival, and it, oh sorry, I, I know it now. What is it? Hope for the best, but expect the least. Yes. Yes. Go. Yes. Yeah, yes. That's, that's exactly what I'm doing. That's exactly what I'm doing. So mm-hmm. I said before that I really like slow burn horror films and all of the info about this one, it's going to be released on shutter next month. Ooh. It was filmed in the, yeah, it is. It is the move. It was filmed in the director's childhood home. Hmm. And it's all kind it looks like very vhs i think it's a hundred minutes long and it's just the way that it's been described is very very long shots of just kind of a dim house but a lot of scenes of that and people are saying oh it made me feel so uneasy i personally am afraid of the dark and it's like if you're afraid of the dark this will really get you but the story is two kids wake up and their parents aren't there anymore. And there's no doors or windows in the house. And there's like a spooky entity in the house that talks to them. Yeah. I've had fucking nightmares like that. (laughs) Yeah. It does sound really really spooky and definitely things that I would be freaked out about. I've been watching horror films since I was really young and I've had my share of nightmares and, you know, like I said, I'm afraid of the dark, but I am just wondering if it's too slow burn, even for me, because I don't think I've been told that there's not a lot of dialogue. There's maybe two jump scares. So I'm just, I'm, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to turn all the lights off, put some subtitles on <laughs> and it'll say like 
eerie music at the bottom or something. I'm sure <laughs> maybe five lines of dialogue through the whole thing, but I do want to watch it. And I am, I just really admire people who take risks anyway. So even if I don't like it, I think it's really cool that he did it. It's gotten a lot of buzz from other people and I do want success for him. So all of mine are spooky. I love the spooky. And maybe Beyonce will finally announce her tour. Okay, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, at least get Rihanna for the Super Bowl. Yes, that's right. Oh yeah, that's good. That's gonna yes. be that's gonna be good. It will be, yeah. Okay, who's uh, next? I'll, Alex I'll go next. or Jonathan. Jonathan, Either, you know, Jonathan oh. go. Okay. Um, okay, so um I in and I've added some stuff while we've been talking that I've remembered. At first, I was like, nothing's really coming out next year that I'm excited about. But then I thought about all the stuff that I've that have, has been like announced uh, that's going to be coming out and stuff or announced that they're filming or whatever. And I'm like, OK, yeah, there's, there's a good amount of stuff. Um, a couple of the things I think I mentioned in last year's, they still haven't come out, but they will definitely be coming out next year. Um one of them, I'm pretty sure I mentioned it, but I'm not 100% sure. Uh, it's a movie called Leave the World Behind. It's based on a book um, that I, I read earlier this year, or maybe at the end of last year. Um, and I'm trying to pull up the cast right now. Uh, it's going to star Julia Roberts, Ethan Hawke, Mahershala Ali, Kevin Bacon, and Mahala Harold. She was... Uh, the black girl in uh, bodies, bodies, bodies. Um, and basically in the, the other one. <laughs> yes. Not a man with Denver. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like a psychological thriller and uh, it's really hard to explain. It's like, it's another Airbnb thing. <laughs> so this family goes, this white family goes to this Airbnb Um and then this black couple comes to the Airbnb and says, hey, this is our Airbnb. We rented it out to you, but there's a storm or something going on. So we have to stay here. And then the white family's like, uh, but we rented this out. And they're like, uh, this is our home. So there's, and then weird stuff starts happening. So that's basically the oh. premise. Of, hmm. And I'm, I'm and, it's, and it's really good. I enjoyed it. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Hmm. Um, and that's coming out on Netflix. Uh, the other thing I think I mentioned last year as well, uh, Prince Harry's book, it's coming out in January. It's called spare. I'm going to read it. And that's that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you do you read what you want to yes. read. <laughs> um, I am really excited, moderately, actually a little bit. I'm excited for the Barbie movie. I'm just going to say it. I'm excited for the Barbie movie. Oh, yeah. Dude, the, that's on my the teaser list. I'm not going to lie. Uh -huh. I'm not going to lie. The teaser looked really good. And if I have all the people to pick to play Barbie right now, Margot Robbie, perfect casting. Mm -hmm. She looks like a Barbie come to life. Like, she's mm -hmm. the perfect person to play that character. The only yeah. other person she's I would have picked was... Like she's great in everything. Yeah. yeah. That's a, it, it's just, it's, 
interesting too because it's like she's great and everything but her movies are have as of late i don't know what's been going on they haven't been making the money that i think people have been hoping for her to be like the lead um i'm hoping this changes that though because barbie like it's yeah, a huge is, is barbie like this is for like the adults or for the children because i can't figure that out yet. i think this is supposed to be kind of like the lego movie where it's like it's for everybody okay. like it's gonna be like a family movie that oh like, i thought oh, it was like, gonna be like more adult skewed yeah i said well, that but in then, the sense like, that the trailers i kept seeing weren't very like grown up version of what well, i was it's, saying yeah as far as i know it's not going to be like very adult it it will probably be pg-13 in the sense that you know they're going to make some probably some some jokes and barbie's had some, uh, a history but <laughs> like like uh, the worst time of ha- of hasbro's life was when men ran the barbie corporation because uh for those who don't know hasbro is split into two divisions the people who deal with the boy toys and the people who deal with the girl toys that's at least how it was described in like the toys that made us but uh, Barbie was, of course, in the girls' toy section and has all notoriously always been ran by women. There was a portion during the 90s or I think late 80s where uh, the woman who was in charge of Barbie had retired or something like that. And so, and there was no one to replace her. So men took over for Barbie for a little bit and they made the worst Barbie toys ever. Worst of which, in my opinion, being uh skipper grows up because barbie has a sister named skipper who's like a teenager and uh they thought it was a smart idea to have a barbie where it's like oh well it's skipper but you know skipper she's always been a little girl but well she's a teenager so let's make a toy where when you want uh wind her arm around she grows boobs because because you know she's she's hitting puberty (laughs) and they sold this on (laughs) shelves It's just, oh no! It's just like men should never run the Barbie Barbie line ever again. The other one was a uh, pregnant Barbie in which you could pull her stomach, like if you took her clothes off, her stomach detached, and there was a baby in there. That's another one of theirs. Oh Why? yeah, because I Barbie's had some the babies in the stomach. <laughs> Barbie's had some bad history. I'm pretty sure I watched of making a horror film toys. that ended like that as well. <laughs> It's just, it's, it's, I like, if you want to watch that episode, the toys that made us about Barbie is very interesting. Um, but uh, I'm excited for the movie too. It looks good. Samara Weaving was the other person I was thinking of. If you had to pick another actress to play Barbie who looks like a Barbie, Samara Weaving. Oh yeah. Because don't Margot Robbie and don't, don't they, they always get confused for each other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, and he's going to be in it too. I'm excited. Yeah. Ryan Gosling playing mm-hmm. Ken. Who is also perfect casting. If I'd pick anyone to be the Ken doll, it mm-hmm. would be Ryan Gosling. He, he would be my first thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I'm excited for that. Um, I'm also excited for... Uh, it's a horror... It, I've, I've heard of it described as psychological thriller, but I've also heard of it described as horror. Um, it's, an, it's an A24 movie starring the one and only Brandy called The Front Room. Let's go. I have not heard oh, of this. Yeah, the A24 and Brandy. I am there. Yeah. When I, don't I, saw need to, the I don't post- even need to know anything else. Like, <laughs> I am there. <laughs> when I saw the post, I was like, Brandy's going to be in an A24 movie. And I was Heck so excited. Yeah. Um, Let me write that down right now. What was it called? The Front Room. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about that. Uh, I don't really know what it's about. 
Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't need to. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of horror and A24, um, Ari Aster, he's coming out with his next movie called Bo is Afraid with Joaquin mm, Phoenix. Yeah. Um, I am excited about that as well because uh, Ari Aster, he's, he's like him and Jordan Peele, I feel like are the two directors I'm looking at, right? I'm, I'm looking at right now and I will be watching all of their movies because they make such like, their, their movie making style is very them and distinct. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely be watching that. Uh, I think, yeah, is this the last one on my list? Yes, yeah, the last one. Um, there was another book that came out, I think either last year or this year that I read uh, called The Other Black Girl. They're making that into a series on Hulu. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, uh, it's about, it takes place in an office um, at a publishing company. There's one black girl who works there and she's the only black girl who works there. Then another black girl comes in and all this bad stuff ha- keeps happening to the black girl that originally was there. And she's trying to figure out what's happening. Like, is, is this other black girl trying to sabotage me? Is this somebody else? What's going on? Um, so uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for that. You've named two books. And I've like already put them on hold at the library. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I'm really glad that you brought up the Ari Aster film because I've been really looking forward to that. And I did not realize that he had changed the name. Yeah. It used to be called uh, Disappointment Boulevard, right? Mm -hmm. That's. I'm just glad that they're putting out more info about it now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One I heard was Disappointment Boulevard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, I'm surprised you didn't mention, at least I think it comes out next year. Or I guess this year, because when this comes out, it'll be 2023. Uh, the Blackening. <gasps> yes! Oh my gosh. Oh, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. I'm ready for that movie. I love it. Yes. <laughs> uh, it looks good. I just watched the sketch again and uh, a little bit a little while back. It's still so funny. Oh, it's great. Like he had to die. He voted for Trump. <laughs> like that's fine. <laughs> that's gonna be fun. It was so funny because uh, me and my sister were doing that a little bit to go to each other where we're like, we were just teasing each other about who's more Mexican than the other one because she was trying to give me shit about something I just do it. And I'm like, look, girl, you can't come at me about being Mexican when you can't even eat spicy food anymore. And she's like, <laughs> I can eat spicy food. I'm like, no, you can't. You start gagging on it. <laughs> I'm like, you insulted our ancestors by doing so. <laughs> because also living with Yasi, Persian food is very sweet. It's nothing mm. like Mexican food. So she's become even more immune. I was like, I ah, see you weakened your taste buds. Uh, but I'm excited for that movie. That movie looks like it's gonna it's gonna yeah. be probably just a lot of fun. Can't wait for the can't wait for the trailer. Yeah. No trailer for it yet. I hope they keep it ridiculous. Again, mm-hmm. going with the whole like the horror the premise is kind of is like a little bit funny. And it is funny and humorous. And if they try to erase that humor from the horror part of it and making it into a movie, then you're just going to kill the whole thing. Oh, no, I think it's supposed to be just a straight comedy, like horror comedy. I don't think Mm -hmm. they're going to try to make it anything other than that. I hope Um, so. Especially because it's directed by the same person. So, oh, it is? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's directed by the same guy. Like he's he's, a new producer, you know, Mm -hmm. so he can have more money, but same director. 
oh, then fantastic. Then I'm even more excited that it, they kept the same director. Going back to the front room real quick, because I like looked it up after you said that. Um, <laughs> it's directed by the by Max and Sam Eggers, the brother brothers of Robert Eggers, who is another one of those people that like kind of with Ari Aster and Jordan Peele, where I'm like, does not miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has not missed. Like yeah, I will I love- watch. The Northman. Anything you create, I will watch it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like even more excited. Yeah. That's three things. It's three things about this movie. A24 Brandy Eggers. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Check. Take my money already. Take my Y'all money take now. My let me, let me pre-order my ticket. Shut up. Let me pre-order my, my ticket. Let's just go. Let's go now. Um, that, that's it for me. Alex. Yeah, finish us off. Um, well, mostly mentioned Cocaine Bear, uh, mm-hmm. Barbie. Really excited for those two. Feel like they're a little bit on the different of the spectrum, but you know, still enjoying it. A movie that I'm excited to see, but also, and not expecting much from it. Um, the remake of The Exorcist. God, they're making amazing. a new one. It's coming out next year, and I'm it's going anxious. to Hulu, right? Or is that I'm, coming out I, in theaters? I'm not entirely sure. Um, okay. But I I am trying to, I was like, well, you know, you have a little more, you're able to manipulate film a little easier now than you were back then. Because a lot of times they cut in like little, you know, faces of the demon throughout Exorcist. And Exorcist has a creepy vibe to it. I'm, I'm just hoping they portray that creepiness, that unsettling before you even reach the daughter's bedroom. The original Exorcist was able to create this easy unfeeling, this like this tightness in your chest when you're like, I don't know what's going to be up there, but it's not good. I'm hoping they are able to portray that again. Um, My concern would be that, that they don't CG it up too much because yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. I'm just hoping practical. So now it's like you got CG. They don't make the do a lot more when when they expose more of her how her body's basically deteriorating. They don't make it like cartoony style. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but I am a little excited to see that. Uh, I'm excited to see Meg 2. Oh, yeah. I forgot that was coming out. Meg yep. 2, The Trench. It's based off the sequel of the book of the original Meg, The Trench. So uh, as Jason Statham's back. I know. I love him in that. All right. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, as anybody knows, I'm a huge fan of sharks. I love my my marina animals, and I'm super excited to see the trench. I want to read the books. I actually didn't know it was based off books until a few months ago, and I actually have them pulled onto the library because I have to finish up something I'm watching from that I got from the library. But anyway, um, the Meg Two is a movie I'm just so excited for, and I want to go watch it again in the 4X theater. Where the seats move, and because it was really fun watching the Meg in those theaters, because the water spritz on your face when the shark <laughs> jumps in and out of water. You sh- you should try it. It's so much fun. I've never seen a movie in for the 4DX or whatever uh, format, but I've heard it's fun. It's a lot of fun, especially because it has the like water burst or like, and when they're in like a really tropical scene or when you can f- you can see the air flowing, like it's making them look a little more dramatic. They're like hit you with a little bit of air so you like feel the cool air too it was actually real enjoyable um 
So I'm super excited to see that film. There's not too many other things that I'm like putting on my list to that I'm dying to see. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, of course. And that just looks like a silly movie, too. I'm looking forward to films, either horror films that are like, I'm hoping will scare me. And then other movies that are just don't take it themselves so seriously, like the Barbie movie, mm-hmm. like Dungeons and Dragons, where I can just go and enjoy it and have fun. And there's not these like multiple, multiple layers that I have to, you know, pull back to find out the deep meaning of the story or something. I kind of just mm-hmm. want to go for these movies that are like, this is for pure enjoyment. I'm going to go enjoy these movies. Um really hoping none of the actors do anything stupid from that time to their release because I would like to just enjoy a film for once. Listen, you actors are I, making it real hard. <laughs> I'm not ready to because I'm still gonna watch it, but I'm not well, I don't know if I'll watch it in theaters. I might wait till it goes on HBO Max. But I'm not ready for the shit show that is gonna be the flash when it comes out. Jesus Christ. The fact that they're still <laughs> releasing that they spent too much money. They can't write it off like they did Batgirl. Batgirl was going to tax up... write off. They could make have... most of their money back. They can't have... tax write off the Flash. It's not feeling, possible. I have a feeling HBO Max is going to disappear by December 2023 <laughs> because <laughs> the way they've been taken off show their highest rated shows, their highest, their like top movies, Things whatever. Are... They've just been like sabotaging themselves. So Discovery is driving them into the ground. I'm mm-hmm. worried. Cause I, I got friends at Warner brothers. I want, I don't want them to, to fail. Uh, but it's just, it's not, it's out of their hands now. They're owned by a different company. So it's, it's just, I think it just will not end well to release that film. It will not. End I honestly well for them. think they should have just cut and their losses and just dropped it. <laughs> absolutely. Which bad Because no, no flash. flash. I mean, uh, Ezra Miller, that girl too, too but flash. That girl probably sure. just needed a better budget. Ezra Miller, literally Did, every didn't have time, like two, over two hundred million dollars or something yeah, like that. It was me for it's like ninety. No, it was made for like ninety million. Because it's because it's 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 officially the most expensive movie that's ever been like scrapped ever. Yeah, they dropped it. It was oh, made for ninety million. They dropped money. it and wrote it as a tax write off for seventy million. And got their money back because their plan, like they, I hate they, that. I wish they would have lost their money. Well, no, because for real. none of this is real. <laughs> yeah. well, you know, I listen. That's their own fault. I'm just, I'm gonna keep it real. I have friends in DC, and I, and I'll still say this. It's, it's their own fault because no one was coming to watch the Batgirl movie. I'm sorry. But wasn't it gonna get released on HBO Max? Yeah, so, to make all of no money, it, like everything else, they released on HBO more. Max. They could have hyped it up a little more. They could have done something for it. Because I know there's people that would have seen the background movie. However, yeah, was, again, somebody would have watched it. And not that Ezra Miller, literally every time that man is in the headlines, it is something worse he has done. True. He keeps getting worse. So the fact that they're going to try to release that movie, when God help them from here to release date, what else will be revealed about Ezra Miller? <laughs> It's true. It is a stupid just, idea. Here's my, th- it's like, here's my, like, here's the thing. It's just, it's not that I think Batgirl was going to be a bad movie, despite like, that's what was coming out of like test screenings or whatever, that everybody hated it. But like, so they had no faith in the movie that it was going to succeed anyway. It was the fact of if they're, if they weren't going to release in theaters, because at least if they released in theaters, they would have made probably not 90 million back, 
Because for a movie to make its money back, you have to make double that. So if it may, if it was made for 90 million, it's got to make, what's that, 270 million to like make, to make a profit. To break even, it would just need to make 180. Or uh, not, not 100, no, math is wrong. 180 million to make profit, 90 million to, to break even. That's what it would need to make. And they didn't have confidence that he would even make that. So that's why they were like, we're going to release an HBO Max. But it's like at that point, nothing they've released on HBO Max has made the money. That whole 2020, when they were releasing all their movies at the same time as uh, that movies are going to the theaters into HBO Max, they lost money. It's why Discovery bought them. It's how they were in the position they were in, in the first place. So I don't blame, even though it, it, it kind of sucks for the actors and actresses, even though they did get paid already for their contributions, as far as I know, for their contributions to the movie. It still does suck that you're not going to be able to see your work, you know, displayed and people around you aren't going to see it. But at the same time, as a business person, I do understand the move. Like, it's just like, like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. If when we release these DC projects on HBO Max, they don't make money because they don't get new subscribers. I would rather bank on getting this tax write off for 70 million than releasing this movie just because I'm uh, like, just for altruistic purposes, but it doesn't make anything. And then we're even more in the hole and then worse situations happens because they're also going to do a wonder twins movie too. So I do have one more film that I'm super excited for coming out. Um, Star Trek four. If it comes out. Fuck off. Like, no, I am excited to see it. Let me have my moment of happiness. Why can't you just let me have my moment of happiness? Carl Urban finally signed on. All right. They got Bones. They got Chris Pine. They got everybody. Like, let me have like a second of happiness. Why must you always rail it? No, I was saying I've been the same boat you are. You know how many times we've done this episode and I kept saying, man, I'm excited for Bel Air to come out. And I tried to be positive, I think. <laughs> Don't listen to the old videos. <laughs> Point is, <laughs> I'm excited. Hopefully it does come out. If anything, it might at least start properly filming <laughs> or something. But I am I am excited for the premise and the fact that more, more of the actors have signed on to solidify that it is going to possibly be made. Mm-hmm. You just gotta get Zoe, right? Isn't she the like the last one? I, no, I think she. She. I think they were actually waiting for her and Carl, uh, but I think both have just officially signed on. Okay, got it. So before it was uh, going to be scrapped because they couldn't get those two because she was doing. Well, she's busy. She's got Avatar. Guardians. Yeah, I think it was Avatar. She's back in. She's not in Guardians anymore. Yeah, she's in Guardians Three. Oh, she is. Thought mm-hmm. she was dead. No. No, she. If you'd watched Endgame, <laughs> she's come back to life. <laughs> well, now I know that fact, and I don't need to. <laughs> yeah, so she's back to life. She's in Guardians Three. Don't know Why how. Like, don't know in what capacity though, because this is a time displaced Gamora. So she, all the stuff that Gamora did in the last few movies, this new Gamora is from a different timeline where she never had those experiences. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do with her in the third movie because she's like a totally new character now so they just stole a random gamora from another timeline it's more like 
that timeline invaded our timeline and then they left Gamora. <laughs> so they still stole another Gamora. <laughs> but anyway, those are my excitements for 2023. Nice. Well, uh, it's a little long one, but you know what? It's the new year. This is how it's going to go. <laughs> well, what? <laughs> yeah. Every episode, two hours long. <laughs> we're, we're I, I, can, I can believe you could talk for two hours long. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I believe it. I just don't know if. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot of fun stuff planned for this year, though, audience. Yeah, have some I'm a lot excited. Of expectations just, for episodes this year. These episodes always get me, you know, excited for the year to come in media, and I always look back on them and say, "Oh, remember when I was excited about this? Well, I shouldn't have been." Or I was rightfully, you know, or, or you, you know, you're validated in your excitement for whatever you're excited for. So it's true. Yeah. It's how you have the fun stuff like Malcolm and Marie, where it's mm-hmm. like, it has, a, we have a history with that movie now because Ex- of these episodes. So. Exactly. <laughs> and then there are those hidden gems. There are those things that, you know, you didn't even know that were coming out in the year and they it's just true. pop up and then you're, you love, you love them. Sure. Bullet Train was definitely not on my expectations list. I know. I yeah. enjoyed it far much more than I thought. I thought it was going to be stupid. <laughs> and I, I think it was going to be real. I was just every time I, I thought it, it was going to be stupid. I just was like, this is, I don't know why I'm, go- why you guys are making me see this. I think no, I didn't think that it was going to be real because it looked like a Pepsi commercial. <laughs> <laughs> it's especially just because the every trailer always had to do coming in exclusively at theaters and like in the summer. Like, I'm like, why do you need to say that? Isn't that what the whole text is for? <laughs> Just literally says exclusively in theaters. <laughs> uh, but you know what, though? What will make me feel good is as, as long as we go into the new year with Nicole Kidman once again selling me. Why was I thinking? I was just theaters. thinking about that. <laughs> well, I'm, while I'm at the movie theaters telling me I should be at movie theaters, I will feel okay. <laughs> That's that we should keep that forever. Like even if the cold Kidman passes away, we should still just have the cold Kidman in front of every movie. <laughs> just saying. Telling me at the movie theaters that I should be happy at the movie theaters. That I'm at the movie theaters. Experience. Go watch a movie. <laughs> I am already here. But I hope Nicole Kidman lasts forever. She she needs to have that Betty White life where she just lives for like decades she's only in her you acting like she's on her deathbed she's no, like, I'm, can't I'm, die. Like, I'm saying that nicole kidman needs to live on forever i know she's not old yet but dang it that means that she's like i want her to stay this age forever. Wish, like, live on betty white life length on nicole kidman yeah nicole kidman's great what's wrong with nicole kidman but yeah. um well socials <laughs> <laughs> Um, Jerome, where can you find? Uh, uh, you can find me at not Jerome Rett on Instagram, also at Media and at Jerome underscore the underscore show. This year, New Year's resolution. I'm actually putting stuff on those Instagram accounts because liar. Because sure, I will do it. Damn it! <laughs> so there'll you know, actually be a reason for you to follow those and see other stuff creatively I am working on. Um, but uh, also, you know. This being the first ones to die, we have a bunch of exclusive content that you can only get on the YouTube channel. So go on over there at the first ones to die podcast to see all the exclusive stuff over there. Stuff like book reviews, mini reviews, vlogs, gaming content, all types of stuff. And 
video versions of all the podcasts. You can catch all those over there as well. So if you want to see our lovely faces, that's the place to do it. Um, and also, you know, be on the lookout. We're going to probably do more streaming once the holidays are over on our Twitch channel. Uh, me and Alex are playing Stray right now, but who knows what other games we'll play with other people. Maybe Jonathan might come. Maybe Jasmine might guest star. Well, who knows? Only one way to find out is to follow us on our Instagram account to see all the updates and also on Facebook as well when we announce when we're streaming live. So you can be there live, chat with us, comment, talk about how bad we are at playing games. <laughs> all the good stuff. So be on the lookout for that too. Uh, Alex, we'll go to you. I didn't know you were coming towards me. Uh, I'm at Alex and nobody on Instagram and TikTok. Um, also on the TikTok where you can find our podcast for first ones to die, where I put little clips, uh, things we are reviewing ahead of time. And also just random stuff when I get really bored at my day job. So that's always fun to see. So follow us there. And what about you, Jasmine? Where are we finding our lovely fourth host oh man i mean <laughs> i mean if you don't want to that's okay too we respect no your it's not that i've definitely i've shared my socials on here before but i have not been active on social media since the spring at least and even then like that was just like a quick break so you can follow me at jasmine shiloh on i think everything at least instagram and twitter and if I accept your follow, that's how you know I got back on social media. So maybe in like June. That can be your guys' expectation for 2023. Yeah. Yeah. And what about you, Jonathan? Where are we finding you? You can follow me at Jonathan Keys on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you please. Um, you can follow us at the first ones to die. <laughs> <laughs> follow us the first ones to die uh on every platform uh email us the first ones to die at gmail.com give this video a thumbs up if you're watching on youtube give us a comment uh go ahead and give us five stars if you're listening to us through your favorite podcast platform we would love to hear your feedback as well give us a review uh all that good stuff going to the new year uh we'd love to to have you you know on board with us for uh, 2023, so get yeah. some new subscribers going, and also uh, you could. Uh, I just mentioned I'm gonna take a page out of Rob's book. Uh, you can also uh, follow me on Venmo at Jerome uh, <laughs> Red. Just go ahead and you know, just send some Happy New Year's greetings over there. You know, it doesn't have to be much. I'll take a 50 cent donation. Just just a little something, something. Just put that on, and if you could just put that on in on the Venmo account, that'd be fantastic. Uh, you know, just and if you need a reasoning under the what is it for just you know two years of, of podcast goodness just put that in there and then um yeah <laughs> hell Let's alex see. and 224 is my venmo i'm just saying fine damn it jonathan dash keys okay <laughs> Okay, I'll put my Venmo. I think it's Jasmine Dash Shiloh. I, I think mine is, yeah, I, I wasn't sure whether, whether or not. I'm pretty sure mine is. I think is that's like the default. Right. Yeah, that's the default. Send us some love, y'all. That's yeah. right. Yeah, send it in Before the form that. of monetary compensation. We don't have a Patreon yet, so you know. <laughs> my hot chocolate's expensive. <laughs> it's true. 
Cheddar True. needs stuff, so you know. Mm-hmm. I'm a single mom. <laughs> I want a new apartment. A We've already established this. You and your new apartment. <laughs> Need up. to save up money. All right, y'all can help a poor black man in middle class in need today by spending just middle a quarter class. a day. <laughs> Lower middle class, at least. <laughs> So anyway. tune in next week. Uh, we will be reviewing <laughs> The Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. If I'm <laughs> correct. And that's all I can say for now. Uh, Happy New Year. Hope everything is what you guys expect it to be. Be safe. You know, when you're out there, if you're going out for a celebration, be warm as well. And just Well, it will have been New Year's already, so. That's true. That's true. Well, hopefully, then hopefully you are, you're awake. <laughs> like you survived. <laughs> Hopefully you had a happy New Year's Day. Yes. But after that, so but anyway, thank you all for listening. We'll see you again next time. All right. Bye. 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 Happy New Year.